0: Hey there, folks. Welcome back. It's episode 156 of the Uticast. It's our real actual three-year anniversary, a direct three straight years of weekly episodes of this show. It's been a great pleasure to administer these shows and provide them to you folks free of charge all over our multiple platforms. Thanks for being with us. Uh, Also with us this week, uh, Libertarian New York State gubernatorial candidate for 2018, Larry Sharp. I was here earlier this week for a very uh, candid and uh, an open discussion. We had a nice time talking to each other. Uh, Also this week, uh, Heather and Kevin are back, as always, as we discuss uh, Father's Day. A very exciting weekend for everybody. Uh, Sort of talk about the World Cup. Donald Trump, uh, talk about some history lessons. We bring those back. uh, Video games, Roseanne Barr, John Travolta, all of this. So much more, folks. Again, thank you for joining us for these three years, and we hope you keep joining us always. It's our great pleasure to have you here. Let's get into the show. hundred and fifty-sixth time three straight years of Woo-hoo. which is an amazing hundreds. coincidence because it's 156
1: degrees here in the
0: studio yeah, I'm, ha- I'm actually
2: melting right now literally
0: well i'm sorry oh you all right there yep too harsh wasn't on these drinks for i
2: wasn't ready for a little it
0: celebratory jameson congratulations guys yeah
2: congratulations to you to me. So this in thirty-three three years. Well, not just yeah. me.
0: It's a group dynamic. Oh, no. I wouldn't be able to do this by myself. And if I did, no one would want to listen to it. It would be just three hours of me talking about Twin Peaks into a microphone every week. And soccer. And so, yeah, Twin Peaks and soccer. That's and the how part. they relate. There's a lot of parallels. You'd, you'd think there wouldn't be, but there are. So cheers to For you. you.
1: Cheers.
0: <laughs> so cheers to uh, all our great listeners out there. Thanks for tuning in for 156 episodes uh, this week. We have a libertarian gubernatorial candidate, Larry Sharp. Candidate for governor. Yeah, gubernatorial.
1: Just in case.
0: People not, are you not familiar with that term? You don't want to rub any his nose in it, but somebody might have missed it. He's He could be the governor, theoretically. Um, although it would be a big ask. It'd be, he's he's a very exciting uh, guy for a libertarian. Like A lot of times you get the libertarian concept, right? Like You get this impression that they're like a fringe candidate. But he was a very rational guy to talk to. Uh, we had a nice... Uh candid conversation. Uh it did get a little contentious at times, but I think it was good. And I think that we got past the stuff that we didn't agree on and we were able to have a very nice earnest conversation. I got to learn a little more about him. Uh I enjoyed it. So hope you guys will enjoy it as well.
2: Oh, we're so excited. Huh? Very excited.
0: Well good. I'm glad it was nice for him to come over. It was late at night though. It's always weird when I have to do it late at night. It changes the whole dynamics of like interviewing. I prefer to do our interviews
1: like in the morning time. That's
2: when you're like ready.
1: Well, it's it, something about the morning interviews—a little more. relaxed. I disagree. If you want to have—I mean, if you want to have a talk with me, if you're going to interview me, come talk to me at nine nine thirty.
2: Oh, don't me. I'm sleeping. I'm done.
1: Now I, I haven't gotten cynical
0: yet. Early in the day, I'm still feeling good about the, mm. the promise of the day ahead. <laughs> so it's you know like earlier in the day is better. By like three o'clock, I'm like, okay, this is this day's a waste, it's <laughs> a wash. I'm done here. Um. So again, as always, joining us is Heather. Hi, Heather. Hi. Heather, can I show you something insane? I don't know. You see this guitar behind you in the studio? There's no
2: strings on There's it. There's no
0: strings on it. Yes, it's a very old guitar. Is
2: it a present?
1: Well, we were told by one of our friends that this guitar is apparently worth how much money? Did they it, was, it was given to me as a gift. Okay. Somebody gave it to me as a gift. Really um, nice guy. I was like, hey, you play guitar with this old guitar. He claims it's a 1930s Gibson. I claim it's a painted up Sears guitar <laughs> well, looks, from like the 60s and like 70s <laughs> but a uh, good friend of the pod Steve is convinced himself in 20 minutes of online research that it's some sort of artifact and that I'm now going to be paid out tens of thousands of dollars yeah, for it. Yeah, it's very Which expensive. if that's the case, hey. Right.
2: If it's Hey, all sense, right.
1: I mean, but he's like, "Hey man, I just don't want you to get your hopes up." I'm like, "I'm I mean, not." I don't
2: know if I believe him to be honest with you. No, 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 it doesn't right. seem but like
0: it would be. Really... Worth. I don't know. Uh, yeah, a little bad <laughs> podcasting for you folks who can't see the guitar. I'll take a picture of it and post it on the internet. And then all the guitar Tell nerd. me what
1: you think. Yeah. When you <laughs> see it posted, let me know how much you're willing to pay for it. Yeah,
0: yeah, I'm just going to post it on there. How much do you want for this guitar? <laughs> CC <laughs> Heather.
1: And then Heather, tell uh, me next week.
0: I will. So, uh, Kev, I'm going to start with you for a second here. Um... I have to ask you, as a friend, as my longtime best friend, known each other for many years. Yes. I think that wasn't like a romantic thing. I don't know why you said it like that. Nobody thought it was. She's all. We've been friends for a long time. Yes. Uh, when you first did this show with me, did you yes. actually, honestly expect us to still be doing it three years later?
1: Um. Yes and no. I'll say. Okay. Um, I will say yes, because I didn't see any reason once. I mean, all things considered, this is pretty low impact. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, as long as we can manage to be in the same place on, like, a slow night of the week, this thing gets done. And, you know, we've had to mix it up. You know, we've got Heather now, and we've worked with other people in the past, and we've had a lot of, like, guest correspondents and all that. But generally, as long as we can sit down. So, yes, makes sense. We'd still be doing it in three years. But I'm surprised that my life has taken on the permanence that it has in the last three years because it's still simple stuff like, you know, living situation, being in places. But that's a good thing, I think, as you get older. So. Yeah, yeah. It's
0: nice, you know, for me, I've talked about this with you in private. Um, you know, I think if you're a creative type, and I do sort of think of myself sometimes as a creative type, I've tried to be a writer, I've tried to be a musician, podcaster. Put it on your Tinder. Acting, yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah, <laughs> creative type, right? I think when you are a creative type, you have this weird urge, this undefinable urge to produce something, to create something, to get whatever that sickness in your brain yeah. is out, right? Yeah. So I, I do sometimes feel that if it weren't for the, the outlet that the show provides me, uh, I, I think I'd be a much more neurotic weirdo than I am, even now, which is
1: you know, really.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Heather, I want to thank you for being such a part of the show for so, you've been over a year now I want to say I right? know, I'm
2: i mean, I had a hard time committing to things so this is like the first, my like, first real commitment that I stuck to and,
1: I'm happy with that. Well, I'm glad. <laughs> no, it's
2: just really hard for I didn't. I don't know.
1: Future, like child, your husband and well, your child. Well, those
2: two too. i have committed
1: to them. This is your family. <laughs> 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 no, it's great. I love
2: it. I mountains, love the mountains,
1: the trees. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, Kev, I also want to say. Yeah, I want to say one more so thing. So sorry that you. I see the best in right. you, Heather. Go you've ahead. Had, you had a very. Uh, you've had a
0: very eventful week. I don't know how much of I this have. you I don't know how much of this you want to talk about now. We can talk about it later. I uh, have. Uh, if you don't want to talk about it now, we can talk about uh, smoked meats though, because that was my other side we note. We can
1: also talk about <laughs> smoked meats. Uh, no, it is—it's a time of great change in my life as I've um, resigned the position that I was most publicly known for, probably for mm. jobs um, in recent years. Uh, it was just time and leaving on really good terms, and it was kind of a bummer to leave people. It's always yeah, a, a bummer bad. to leave a job, but yeah, uh, on on to the next one, on to something a little bit more suitable, I mm. suppose.
0: Are you excited for the prospect? That, and again, I say this with all due respect. Are you sure.
1: excited at the prospect of being able to go
0: out and do things now?
1: The really, <laughs>
2: See the, re- the really <laughs> nice thing,
1: the really nice thing about having never taken a vacation day over the last three years um, was that they do have to give you money for that at some point. Yes. Uh, so they're doing uh, Life hack, a folks. lot of, lot of paychecks um for a lot of time and i don't have to go there and it kind of feels like the summer of george to just be getting all those vacation back <laughs> checks for the rest of the summer um so yeah i'm really excited to go do stuff i did mm. stuff all weekend uh, hopefully i can continue to do things i remember a time in my life where i also did things and that was pretty nice so i think i'm gonna jump nice. back on the horse and you know doing stuff i can't get into it right now at least not this week too hot too hot but I don't go anywhere I talk to anybody go lay in air conditioning. I'll say
0: this Pour water on myself From my perspective I'm in a situation Where in the next few weeks I may find out If uh, I've done enough To start making enough money To have a real life again as well oh. Things are changing Things are moving nice. That's all I can say changing. Times are changing Good. Uh Heather Speaking of times are changing uh, Father's Day Was yesterday You're off the show You're <laughs> off the show No <laughs> I would never. I love Heather. You know, Heather doesn't get enough uh, enough credit because I wanted to reach out to Heather long time ago, when after her first appearance on the show, to be a potential host in the show, and I really thought that she was just going to be like, nah, I got like a husband and kids. I don't have time for this. I
2: tried
0: anything to get away from You husband. I didn't realize how much you wanted to get away from your husband and daughter. I didn't realize how so. much all the
1: stereotypes are true.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Heather, thank you for giving us uh, a, at least one day of your week. Oh, you're
2: welcome. For the
0: last, uh, the last year. <laughs> Uh, what did you do for your husband for Father's Day? Anything?
2: No, I didn't. I mean, like we're we we go together hiking and do stuff every weekend. So we kind of do what we like doing together every weekend. There wasn't really. That's he's bare. not really into like the Father's People Day. People doing we nice do, stuff
1: for him. What? He probably hates it. <laughs>
2: yeah, <laughs> no, like, we went out. We went out. We took Kaz on a hike and we went to the beach and we we went to dinner together. It was fun, but we didn't really. You know, I made him breakfast.
1: Oh, that's pretty nice but I
2: make breakfast every day
1: the official way to pitch the, yeah. the official way to pitch that line oh. is you don't need one special day to show somebody you care no, you show them every it was single really day of the year how just to
2: see how many people posted stuff though which I feel like people are trying to outdo mm. each other
1: There's, I stay off Don't. I stay off like, on on Father's Day on Mother's Day on to some degree Valentine's Day like whenever people are out there trying to do the most. I gotta step away. Oh. Gotta step I, away. I, I, I can't I'm
2: like, are you mad? I, re- I really didn't do anything. I didn't put a post with you with pictures of you all over the place and... I don't know. We post pictures all the time. I don't understand why. I'm in that boat. I'd be
1: like, don't post any photographs. Yeah,
2: me. he said if you do, I'll be so mad. You, I was so mad. I was like, oh. so
0: instead, you posted a photo of yourself in a floppy hat, I and then you made it your, I did. Your I mean, all mothers about me. The, hashtag mothers of the real fathers. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I did do that on Father's Day, didn't I? Yeah.
0: <laughs> Happy Father's Day! Check out my dope floppy hat. It's very cool and chic.
1: For <laughs> sale on one of my many websites. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: my
2: many jobs.
0: Do, do you know this is technically the 90th uh, anniversary of Father's Day in America. The first Father's Day was on July 5th, 1908. Huh. It was the first celebrated Father's Day. So, there you go. What do you think Trump got Putin for Father's Day?
1: Oh, Oh, Uh America! (laughs) Um. Uh,
0: Yeah, I I actually don't love the whole Father's Day thing. I just... I, and again, it's because like I was I was laughing about it with some of my uh, somebody last week. I was like, yeah, I got two dads. How many dads do you got on Father's Day? None, <laughs> none, none, bro. None, Sorry. Yeah, yeah <laughs> two. Enough. Cheers yeah. to you, brother. Yeah. <laughs> two for two, bro. Uh, no, it's only, I,
3: I think it in. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I'm sorry, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: No, I think
0: cause, <laughs> it, I think it's weird, right? Because um, the guy who was always like. And I, I love my my stepdad and my real dad, and I have had a much better relationship in the last ten years than we did in the first yeah. than the first the half, previous right? The years. previous ten, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, but I would say the guy who was like really my main father figure, like died like ten years ago. So like, Father's Day is mostly like I wish I had more money to buy my stepdad and dad nicer stuff. That's usually what Father's Day ends up being for for me. I did get to hang out with my dad on Father's Day this weekend, which is why I'm so sunburned. I don't know if you guys You're noticed. You're heavily yeah, sunburned. You are. Okay, yeah, yeah. Oh, Pink-chested. Oh. It's tough. I know tough. you are pink chested. It's tough. It hurts. Well, here's the other thing, too. I had not really had much free time to get out in the sun, do any sort of outdoor activity recently. Uh, it's my own fault, certainly. But that's I was... the sun's fault for being just awful. No, but I was at a point up until yesterday where I was a translucent human being. I feel like I could see the color of the veins under my skin. It was terrible. I felt like I was sickly. So, uh... On, on Sunday, I went out to my dad's girlfriend's house. That was a weird quote to say, even at any age. right? Like, that's
1: actually weird when your dad's like in his 60s. <laughs> it's yeah, true. Girlfriend. Yeah.
0: He does his thing. He's out there. Um, And she's, an, she's a really nice woman. Uh, and she's really cool. And she invited us up to her house. And uh, we went swimming in her pool. Mm. Uh, and that's why I got sunburned. Because whenever I say to myself, I'm going to go out and get some sun because I'm pasty. Actually, once you lay out in the sun, after about 35 seconds, I'm like, well, now what? yeah right I like i was like yeah because if you want to lay there and get the even tan but then you just got to lay there like an I ass know. for so right the only but, time i ever get tanned is by accident so i was out in the pool
1: for like an hour and a half well because that's right? that's what keeps you that's that's how you get caught out though yeah. so you get caught out that's yeah, like, yeah 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 because if you're sitting there laying you're like oh my god this is the worst after boring. 15 minutes you get up or you flip over you do something but if you're out there running around with the kids swimming doing things oh yeah pop the tarp off a couple hours you're a lobster it's over but don't
2: you feel <laughs> good that you have color though Yes. I love it. Even if I'm sunburned, I just feel better.
1: I definitely
0: (laughs) did one unearned, like, mirror flex. Like, I was in the mirror. I was like, oh, the tan. Let me just... (laughs) Just <laughs> me pop the biceps real quick, even though I do not work out and have no muscles. I like, couldn't help it. The tan helps you feel a little better about yourself. I think you should go somewhere, Sam, and start taking, like, steroids and eating yeah, nothing oh, but, like, next le- week le- Listen, protein and leafy <laughs> vegetables. Listen, you're getting, you get paychecks through the end of August. I, I don't work in August, which means for the month of August, we can use my school's gym for free whatever we want and just get really swole. We'll come back at the end of August just ready with, like, 20 pounds of is muscle. Is that is it's actually, it's only 30 days? That's uh, all it takes? I didn't know. Who worked through. I don't know. I've never worked out enough to know what, uh, how, how much, that's what annoys me about working out is I'm like, why don't I see results immediately? Yeah, that's the
2: hard part. That's why a lot of people quit so fast. I did like 15 push-ups and my arms didn't get bigger. That's really good.
0: Thank you. I appreciate that. Nice. Uh, But yeah, so I'm definitely sunburned. I do feel like I'm about to like pop out of my skin, right? Like I feel like my skin is too tight, which is like the typical sign that I probably have like sun poisoning. Um... Okay, uh, I want to say something, though. I see we've talked about the heat already twice today. Mm -hmm. I've seen a lot of our faithful listeners complaining on the internet, and this started with GFOP earlier this week, Dave Delachase, who said, I would rather be shoveling snow right now than dealing with these 80-degree temperatures. And I'm just going to say right now, you guys can disagree with me if you want, I think that is a flaccid take. That is a horrendous take. I would much rather be dealing with the 80 degree weather than the snow. I'm sorry.
2: I would rather have the snow. Of course you would. I would go skiing. I Mm. could go skiing. I could have so much Mm. fun. But you can have fun in this weather. It's like you're melting.
1: I think the truth is probably somewhere in the middle. Um <laughs> the shoveling of the snow yeah, is part, not the best part. <laughs> but like when it's cold and snowy, I would take that over whatever the temperature is now, plus the humidity. I'm literally mo that's gotta now. go. Like it's too much. Yes, I would much rather it be thirty degrees outside right now. I would take that trade in our mm, Nah, nah. The act of being out there nah. shoveling snow so you can yeah, get out and get I would out a supplies from the
4: world. Snow,
1: no. I'm not trying get, to get like just it. get a snow blow. Yeah. I
2: just wanna play in it.
1: Get them used on Craigslist. Cheap.
0: You
2: been looking? I'm always looking. Okay.
0: This this spurned a lot of debate. A lot of our listeners apparently are indoor people. They seem to prefer the air conditioning and the indoors and the couches. So I guess maybe I'm leaning in the wrong direction. Yeah. Should I lean into the air conditioning? I'm not using my air conditioner. I keep waking
2: up I early only in the morning. Upstairs,
1: you're so the rest you're of our house. sick. The fact that you've slept the last couple of nights on an air conditioner. We yeah, did. Uh, I did mind. too. I
2: didn't bother turn it on. Well, the, pro- the cat sleeps asleep.
1: on me too, so it doesn't
0: matter because he adds another 15 pounds, uh, 15 degrees of heat. He's a like a, a hot water bottle that just sits on your chest in the middle of the evening. That's no good.
2: Mm.
0: That's all right. Tough stuff. All right. Uh I don't have a lot of real tough stuff. <laughs> tough stuff. Uh I don't have a ton of headline news this week because a lot of the news was kind of random. It was a weird well, week for the news. On, there was some sad stuff going on. The World Cup's going on, but I don't wanna to get too far into it because I think maybe <laughs> Justin might come in and I might do a little separate, like, World Cup segment with him. Because That's uh,
2: fine,
0: he was on episode zero. Kev, you have had to watch a couple of these World Cup matches with me around the house because they're on weird times of the day. Sure. Have you picked any weird
1: teams you like? Any weird countries you're into? Jokes on you! I'm not watching at all. Oh. <laughs> um. <laughs> I've looked up once or twice like if you yell like oh it was crazy I'm like oh, look at these mm. fellas out here ones in red ones in white who's to say mm. um but yeah no the those Nigeria kits those yes. are really cool very
0: strong creatures
1: is both the home and the way. look very good
0: I just love the idea of getting really really hyped up for some country that I have no connection to like once every 4 years like I'm just out here like yeah Peru take out Denmark like I don't have any horse in this race I'm just choosing based on like which guys kits look nicer um but maybe me and Justin will do a little more deep World Cup dive later on.
1: As the people wait with bated breath.
0: <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh, Heather, you tweeted me today. Um, I
1: tweeted
0: you? Well, you sent me a text okay. message? Okay. Text message, I forget. Uh, following up on the fact that a uh, story we've talked about in the past, more today, Monday, President Donald Trump has said that he wants America to have a space force. Uh, <laughs> <and> he's, <laughs> he's charged with protecting the U.S. And he signed an executive order meant to create the space force, which would be the sixth That's branch of the US
2: military. Dominate space.
1: Well, get ready to bask in the glow of bipartisanship because <laughs> I'm all the way in on Space Force. The space Force, I love it. We have the Air Force, gonna
0: have the Space Force, separate but equal. It's a real quote. I don't even know yes, how many. He did say that. I don't know. He said separate but equal. Yes, he he did, did say separate but he equal. Did. He did. Well, of course he did. Do you think? I wonder sometimes how much, if he's really smarter than we give him credit for and he's really just trolling him. No, did he say it out loud right or did he say it on Twitter? He said it it out loud a,
2: like, okay. a, a,
0: during a speech to the White
1: speech,
2: House.
1: Yeah. Although his tweets do start to look like uh, it's funny. He's, he's got other people writing them. Somebody other asked. people writing them. Yeah, Scavino yeah. writes them, and the rest of his team. Yeah, they mix in between the two. But they've even you know they talk about how they'll do random misspellings and capitalizations just to more mimic his style. Like that's not a <laughs> yeah. that's not a secret. Dan Scavino is the head of his yeah. social team. Uh, Look him up. He's a rotten guy, if you can believe it. I'm sure he is. He can write
2: it. that. Well,
0: <laughs> that's that's the funny thing. Like, I was looking up stories this week and there was like, hey, another Scott Pruitt story. I'm like, how many times am I going to talk about Scott Pruitt being God. a scumbag? Uh, a couple questions I have for you guys about Space Force. Uh, will we ever see Trump wearing a space suit? No. No, you don't think so? I think there's a good photo opportunity, a good yeah. photo op for him. No. Um, do you think
1: there'll be like a theme song for the Space Force? No. Will it be less? All the, other, all the other branches have a song it's gonna be good True. every single one of them has their own song yeah of course let the space march it's not gonna happen in his term of presidency what do you think gave him the idea for space force
2: He was probably trying to come up with something to get people not talking about these children who are um, stuck in these little concentration camps. He's been
1: talking space. He's been talking space force long before the child concentration camps.
2: Really push this right now when everybody else is upset. So,
1: well, I'll actually, you know, it's something I've
0: talked about in the show in the past. Like, I get frustrated sometimes when I like watch the press like react to some of these stories, and they don't press. A lot of the press has been reacting really hard to these stories about like the separating uh, the children from the parents, and starting to a little bit. Yes, nice to see top
2: headlines right
0: now um oh this is like a pretty obvious lie that he's going i don't have enough story to back this up i wasn't planning on going super in-depth in this but uh yeah it's a huge story and it's
1: yeah they're lying and putting kids in camp it's it's terrible terrible. like it's terrible to laugh about but like it's that's that's the that's the real thing you know what i mean like you're pulling when you when you've got people who are you know babies and toddlers and very young children it is a form of psychological torture to deprive them of oh, it's horrible. of the you know the physical contact the reassurance the nurturing of you know the parent being abuse. there having somebody like that it, it is it's, it's child abuse I mean and they're putting kids in camps and they can say whatever they want about the rules they can say whatever they want about what they think but like this is exactly what it looks like and it's crazy that we can all just sit and just let it happen
2: I know I feel helpless I said to my husband yesterday I go I just feel like I wish I could do something I always said like if something like this happened, what would I do, and what, what can I what do? What can you do? And I, it's happening in my own country, and I can't do anything about it. Well,
0: uh, I watched the, there was a good John Oliver uh, piece yesterday, or yesterday we talked about it. We talked a little bit about, you know, it's disheartening for me as a guy who's an atheist, we've talked about this in the show yeah. before, when people were like, well, the Bible says, like, what the hell does the Bible have to do with any of this? It's, the Bible is not a law doctrine, Right. Like if you're like We're the separate- Bible
1: still doesn't like it, the Bible doesn't say any of this stuff anyway.
0: No, it doesn't. It's just like oh, the Bible says it's good to follow the laws.
1: Like that's sort of the argument they're going with. This no, Romans that's 13, just that's just like argument. a red herring. That's one thing that like that's the problem is you know that's one thing that somebody says offhand in a couple of interviews and then people start talking about this. It's like okay, Bible yes or no? if they're, they're separating the kids. It's yeah. a Distraction. The whole Bible thing's a distraction.
0: Uh, and I do like I do like that they're openly trying to pretend this is like a thing that like the Democrats. Look, the Democrats put this law in the place. There is no law in place no. that says we have to do this. So
2: part uh, of me the other day was like, just give the guy his freaking wall then. If it's gonna save all of these children, it's not. It's not. Gonna do it's that, not no, though. I know, but it's like in exchange. It's just so sad for oh. me. I don't know. Just give him whatever he wants and help these kids. <laughs> Fair. Uh, <laughs> this is what he wants. This, yeah. I'm,
1: He's getting what he wants. This is this is what all these people want. I mean, the Stephen Millers of the world, Jeff Sessions of the yeah. world, the Trumps of the world by proxy, they're getting what they want. Yeah. They're happy that this is happening because it's a fucking horror show and it discourages any more people that they don't deem worthy of living past a certain line on latitude and longitude of coming up here. This is what they want. Make no mistake about that. Oh, this yeah. is what people who vote Republican are voting for. And I think we would all be really, really disappointed if we could read deep into the hearts and minds of a lot of people that we Mm. probably know and respect than other fellow Americans in this country.
0: They're trying to change the idea of what it means to be American and pervert it into something that it's not. And it makes me very unsettled as someone who is prideful about, you know, I, I always said it like for years, like, you know, for all the complaints that, you know, have and the struggles... We're really lucky to be born where we are in, mm. the, in the times we are. It's the difference
1: are. between, it, what it is, is these people are nationalists, and it's the difference between nationalism and patriotism. Mm. Right? Like Nationalism is, my country is the best country in the world, and that's it, and that's the way it is. Nothing else to it. Patriotism is, my country is the greatest in the world, and we need to make sure we keep being the greatest in the world, because we've got to try to continue to upro- improve and get better for everybody mm. in this country. Mm. Those are the two differences. Mm. And that's what you're looking at.
0: Very nice. Uh, I think that's a good place to uh, to go to this week's interview. Uh, so again, it wouldn't be our three-year anniversary if I didn't have some precursors to this. Uh, if you want to know, learn more about Larry Sharp, uh, it's Larry Sharp with an E, uh, LarrySharp.com. Sharp.com. Uh, again, really, uh, really nice of him to spend some time with us here today. He didn't. Again, a lot of people who are in this position do not not willing to come talk to the little guy, right? He's
2: actually been going all over the place.
0: And he has been, and he spent a lot of time with us, and he's been all over the place. Yep. He's very active on social media. Again, uh, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I agreed with every single thing that Larry said. Larry is from a different political party than his mate, right? He's libertarian. I'm a registered Democrat. Uh, but that's not the point of this conversation. I think it was important that we were able to get past the things that we did not agree on uh, and have some real conversation. Uh, I also need to discuss this. Uh, again, it wouldn't be me. Uh, before, we did have some audio issues. We didn't have some. Uh, <laughs> in the
2: World Cup. Yeah, we had
0: some audio issues for the first eight or nine minutes. I did have to change drivers about eight minutes in. So if you think the audio sounds bad for the first seven or eight minutes, don't worry, it gets better. I promise at about the nine-minute mark. Sorry about that. Uh, but anyway, here's about 45 minutes with libertarian New York State gubernatorial candidate Larry Sharp. I'll be back with episode 156 in just a moment. Warming here. I'll try and uh, I'll try That's and do good. something about that. Um, so a couple things. One. Um I did spend about five years in New York, and I know, doing my research, that you are from New York. So I feel you mean the, the need- city. The city, yes. yeah, I, I know, and that, that's how you can tell I spent five years there because I refer to it as just New York. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. Yes. And that's how you can tell I've been traveling around because I don't do that <laughs> exactly. Yes. Uh, and it's a real pleasure to have you come in here. Uh, so you've been in Utica three times yes, in the last few months. Absolutely. Are you
4: enjoying your time here? I am. Time? In fact, I brought my daughter last time, and she loved it. She's thinking about moving here. Really? Yes, she's only 14. Mm. Crazy. I don't know why.
0: (laughs) Well, I'm glad some people will enjoy it. There we go. (laughs) Yes, I love it. Well, it's nice to hear because, again, for a long time, I I was mentioning before we started, I grew up uh, in the era when a lot of people wanted to leave Utica, and it wasn't Mm -hmm. super exciting. There wasn't a lot of progress here. I think as I was leaving, the big story about Utica was that General Electric had left, Mm -hmm. and uh, a lot of businesses were leaving. My mom had been teaching for many years, and she taught for 44 years here, and you know she loved it, but... You know, I, I have nostalgia for this, but I understood why people wanted to
4: leave. Um, people are living in our entire state, yeah, they're still leaving. We're losing a hundred thousand mm-hmm. every single year. I mm-hmm. mean, New York State has a lot of problems. Mm-hmm. You can sit here and say, well, you know, Democrats have done this, Republicans have done that. Let me tell you the truth: both together have destroyed this state. Mm-hmm. How do I know that? A hundred thousand people are leaving every year. And every event I go to, I ask people, how many people here in this room are thinking about leaving New York State? Hands always go up. Mm-hmm. And the worst part about it is over 70% of New Yorkers don't even vote, which means most of us have given up.
0: I was going to ask you about that. I was doing yes. my research and I saw that. And it's disheartening. I, even just recently we had a school board election, local yeah. school board election. And when you look at the numbers for how many people actually vote, I'm like, that is a remarkably small amount of people who are either unaware of this, yeah. just totally, or refuse to be involved. it's just don't care. yeah. that's disheartening. It is. Now, i got to ask you a question. Again, I'm not going to get into political sides in this. Do you think that in the current uh, – Let's call it the current environment Please of the world political. we live in. <laughs> Go ahead. Do you think that there is more interest? Do you think people are more involved in general than they were four to six years ago, four to eight years ago? It seems like much more people, at least people are more vocal you about their interests. There's in
4: one mind. thing that whether you like Trump or hate Trump or whatever you might think about Trump, mm. the one good thing Trump did regardless is Trump got more people interested mm. because there were about 90 million Americans who did not vote in 2016. Mm. 90 million Americans could have decided to anybody. Right. I mean, if they all wrote in Bernie Sanders, he would have been it. they would have wrote in Mickey Mouse. Mickey Mouse would be the president. I mean, that's how many people didn't vote. So it made a lot of people say, wow, maybe my vote counted. Maybe I should have voted. So I think a lot of people do care more now. But still, overall, in New York State, we have unfunded mandates that crush our counties. So why bother? Albany or Washington is running our counties. So why bother?
0: Now, let me ask you this question. Now This is a multifaceted question, certainly. Why do you think it is that people choose not to vote? Now I know a lot of people just feel disenfranchised. I know a lot of friends of mine who don't vote who say neither of these parties, neither of the systems work for me. I don't feel comfortable. You've just answered your day. own
4: question. And is that just years those two things a that you day? just said—it's it's called learned helplessness. It's, mm. There's literally like a thing. It's called yeah. learned helplessness, right? People eventually realize why bother? I don't do anything, right? This actually comes, believe it or not, from a kind of cruel experiment. Yeah, there was a uh, a, a cage that had four sections in the cage. Mm. And they could randomly be shocked. And a dog was in the cage. Sure. And the dog would walk around from piece to piece, area to area, and it would be shocked randomly. And the dog finally figured out it didn't matter where it went, mm-hmm. so it just laid in a corner and whimpered. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. who we are right now. We are, 70% of us are laying in the corner and whimpering. Mm-hmm. But something else. I was at uh, Auburn Prison recently, um, the correctional facility there. Mm-hmm. And there were so many people there who were just saying, I just can't wait to do my time and leave. Yeah, and I thought, well, maybe it's just them. No, there's a lot of people I see now. Four more years and I'm out. Three more years and I'm gone. Five more years and I'm gone. Hmm. There's a lot of people who don't bother voting because they don't care anymore because they're leaving.
0: Yeah,
4: they don't care who the governor is in hmm. four years now because they're gone. That's just your problem, not theirs. What do you think?
0: Uh, what do you think? Was the draw for New York, and why do people want to leave so bad? Now, just because the taxes—I
4: know that's been a common thing—is that New York has incredibly high taxes. In the state Absolutely again, yeah. high taxes, a lot of regulation, uh, mm-hmm. and but not just that, lack of opportunity. Mm-hmm. We have poor education, lack of opportunity, high taxes. Wow, that's three mm-hmm. for three. Yeah, Cato Institute ranked us actually 50th in freedom. We beat mm-hmm. California. Oh, We're man. number one. <laughs> yes, we are. Be California, least free. Mm-hmm. Uh, Larry, I want to get into more of this, but
0: before we do, I generally like to follow my format here. So, I want to ask you a couple questions about where you're from so people sure. get an idea of where you're
4: from. Uh, you are initially from Manhattan, New York, which makes you one of the few people I know who's actually from <laughs> New York correct. City. You yeah. may not know, but about one-third of all New Yorkers are actually not born in the country. Mm. Another one-third of New York City people are actually not born in the city. So, about about 60% give or take of people who live in New York City are not born in the does this mean you're one of those people who didn't learn to drive a car until, like, you were in your 20s?
0: That's correct. Yeah. It's, yes. it's always a weird thing when yes. I meet people from New York, they like, I've never had a reason to learn how to drive yes, a absolutely. car. Yes, absolutely. I only drive on weekends now. Well, well the subway yes. system is the way they are, and I want to get into that later. Oh, it's, it's a disaster. It's embarrassingly it's bad. Terrible. It's embarrassingly yes. Uh, so, I don't know how far you want to get into this. Uh, I'm just curious. Reading your story is very fascinating. Um... And again, this is from Wikipedia, so if this is incorrect, please let me know, and I'll, I'll I have a Wikipedia page. It makes me important. I know. It's crazy, right? Isn't that great? Yes. You and professional wrestler Larry Sharp, who is a totally different person. Yes, and he, he died.
4: died. He did die sad. And, you know, that's sad for him and his family, but man, did it hook up my Google results. I was going to say, Google yes, flying absolutely. because of that. <laughs> God, did hook up my Google. I now own the entire first page. It's when, true. One before I did not. Well, I got it. So, I want this is a somewhat serious story,
0: at least from my perspective. So, I want to ask you about this. Uh, Your birth parents gave you up for adoption. You were adopted only a few weeks later. uh, And then, uh, while you were preteen, your father
4: passed away. Correct.
0: Yes. Now, this is not the same thing. I'm not comparing it. I was a child of divorce. I had a very rough divorce from my parents growing up. Family law is a disaster, and Mm -hmm. I'm going to fix that too Mm -hmm. in New York State. Well, I guess my question is for me, it generally affected the way that I interacted with people going forward, right? There was a weird. Uh, way in which I felt about trust and and
4: those kind of things. Do you feel like growing up in that way affected how you see the world and how you react to people? I yeah. mean, when you when you there's two things. One, I'm I'm biracial, right? So I I'm always dipping my feet into both sides of that left and right, and so I've learned many things that a black male needs to know, mm-hmm. and that a white male wouldn't need to know. Different things. How do I get into an elevator? How do I talk to people? How do I do things like that? Right? Do, when do I keep my ID and wallet on me when someone else wouldn't even care? Small things like that. Right. Thing. Of course. So that did affect me. But something else. I also learned how to put my my dip, my feet in both sides. Mm-hmm. But more than anything, when my father passed away, I had to become a man. So I had to become responsible very quickly. Yeah. So I had to learn kind of how to become responsible, how to be a man faster. But he, but I struggled with that. I wasn't that good at it. And that's one of the reasons why I joined the Marine Corps at seventeen. During the Marine Corps at 17, because I was looking for those positive male role models, because I desperately wanted, I wanted a a male role model to tell me, you're doing a good job, son. You're doing a good job, son. Now, I didn't know it then, obviously. I was just acting. Sure, of course. I can look back now and know that's what's
0: true. No, I understand that completely, because again, my my father, when I was, you know, my, I don't want to get too far. My parents were divorced. My father was gone. I had two sisters, three aunts. Uh, I was surrounded by by women, and again, I think it it helped me in the long run in terms of my mom doing all these things she did for me. I understood what it meant to sacrifice for somebody, right, to be a single parent and fight through the the struggles of divorce and bankruptcy. Um, So I understand that point in time, and I do think it does sort of force you to grow up at such an early age, though. Uh, Do you feel like...
4: You missed out on having a childhood because of it? Not at all. Not at all? Not at all. You, not at all. I'm still a kid now. Are you kidding me? No, not at all. Not at all. Uh, so, we'll <laughs> just talk in the car about playing Dungeons and Dragons. Are you kidding me? Nice. No. Still <laughs> a kid. Gonna be a kid forever. <laughs> Can I ask you why the Marine Corps? I'm just kidding. We've had a few sure. people who've talked about I don't it. Mind at all. Yeah. I wasn't gonna join the Marine Corps. It's a good story. Mm. I was gonna join the Army. My mm. father was in the Army, met my mother in the Army in Germany. Mm-hmm. So, I was gonna join the Army. I went to the recruiting station and I was gonna join the Army. I went to the recruiter. He said, Ah, yes, come on in going to make you a general in three weeks. You're going to be running the Army, seeing the world. It's going to be awesome. I thought, oh, my God, this Army's great. Grabbed all of the the, the uh, book covers and the bumper stickers, and I'm ready to go. I'm walking outside. think I'm going to join the Army. Sounds awesome. The Marine Corps guy is outside because they're all in the same. All the recruiters are in the same building. He's got his arms folded. He says, hey, son, you talk to the Army guy? I said, yeah. He said, you got a second? I said, sure. Went inside, sat me down. He said, that Army guy. Promised you a lot, didn't he? I said, mm. yeah, I promised you a lot. Huh. He said, we call that the solar plan. Everything under the sun. I giggled a little bit. He says, you know what I promise you? I said, what? He said, four hard years. Are you ready? I said, yes, and I signed up. Mm. That's how I became a Marine.
0: Now, how long were you in the Marine Corps for? How long did you serve? Almost
4: seven years. Seven years. Yeah. Uh, and then it was after that you went to University of Maryland? No, while I was there. Oh, you were doing... I was literally a full-time student and a full-time Marine at exactly the same time. Mm-hmm. That's how hardcore I was when I finally went to college. Really? I was not a guy who wanted to go to school at all when I was 17. In fact, I wouldn't have even finish high school if the Marine Corps recruit didn't tell me. Mm-hmm. If I finish high school, I can get my uh, job guaranteed. Well, I think one of the great curses about getting older is when you want to start
0: learning, it's that later period of life. Yes, I it is. I was in my early... <laughs> You know, early twenties, late teens. I wanted to play in a band. I didn't yes. want to like learn. And now, as I get older, I'm back in the like, grad school. And I'm like, oh, this is great. I love this. Right? Sure. I'm it's scary to not have that when you're younger. And you like, I I work in the education field now, mm-hmm. and it's crazy to see kids who just like don't think about like, yeah, whatever. I missed it. I'll I'll move past. They don't see the the importance of education
4: at this point. In time, there almost though. is none in this state. Are you kidding me? No. Why does it matter? Are you kidding me? Go for fool yourself, my friend. Please, I know you live in education, but I'm you. I'm just being very clear. Mm. You're telling me that the high school diploma in New York State has any value whatsoever? It's a joke. It's embarrassing. Hmm. We should be ashamed of it. They go to high school. They go to college. It's 13th grade. They're not ready for college. Hmm. Come on. Well, this whole thing has to be revamped from beginning to end. Common Core, disaster. Teaching to test, disaster. ACT, SAT, useless. Regis diploma, who cares? Well, the problem these is... Are, it's a terrible idea.
0: A lot of these colleges... I work in. Basically, I work in a job that works for a high school that helps kids get into college. And sure. a lot of the stuff that you look at, if you're a college choosing kids is antiquated. The idea of yes. how we
4: choose which kids are, are worthy of investment in a college Absolutely. Degree is disappointing. Yes. We've been told a lie for decades, and that lie is your only way to success is to get a good college degree and get a good job. Mm-hmm. That is a way to success. It is not the only way to success. Lots of people can have success without college degrees. and uh, Not college degrees, not college degrees now. Right. Lots of people went to school when in their 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s. College should be for whoever wants to go when they want to go. should be for kids who are 19 or 18 years old. It's an antiquated anachronism. It shouldn't exist.
0: Well, and that's a great point. And I think a lot of people talk about this idea that, like, when we were growing up, this was the story we were told. That's correct. You go to high school, you go to college, you get a degree, you get a job, you work that job. Absolutely. Uh, now, and as I get older, as I look in hindsight, I'm like, I missed out the internet boom. Absolutely. I missed out getting yes. on like a trade. That's the thing. I, I, I don't, I'm surprised you don't see more trade
4: schools or trades. It's because of that in- lie that sits here in New York State. Mm-hmm. New York State, and it's all over, but it's happening in New York State, the idea that no, you must go to high school until you're 18, and if you go to BOCES or CTE, somehow you're not that smart. Mm. But here's the worst part. The kid who goes to BOCES or CTE, the kid who goes there, by the time he's 24, 23, he's making $70,000 a year and has no debt. Mm. The kid who went to college, he's working as a barista and he's got $100,000 yeah. in debt. Exactly. Who's the smart guy now? Oh, well, it makes total sense. I think the BOCES kid's the smarter kid. Well, and
0: I, if you look at a place like uh, BOCES and even, uh, I would say, Mohawk Valley Community College over the last few years has really leaned into these sort of trade programs as a new way to stimulate uh, growth in the school in general. They do the drone programs, they do the HVAC programs, they do a lot yeah. of that stuff That that's a
4: real draw for people who, you know, and again, yeah, but, yeah but you is. have the Board of Regents stepping in and controlling mm. some of that. Well, yeah, that's true. Yeah, and it should not. Mm. Why does the Board of Regents control any of that? It shouldn't. Let the colleges decide what they want to do. Let the kids decide what they want. And why are they an 18? Why not at 16?
0: Well, that's a great point, too. Yes. And we also ask kids a lot of wanting to know exactly what they think they want to do at an early age, which is very disheartening for the kids. No, no.
4: I think it's a good idea. Really? Are you kidding me? They should be getting jobs at 16, 17 years old, getting out right away. But, Larry, they make a mistake. Good, make it now. Not at 26. Yeah. I would rather than make a mistake at 16. Go off and try something. Go work on a farm for two years. Go 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 make apps for the the you know the iPhone for two years. Go work in an office for two years. We have we have child labor laws in this country where it's it's as if we think they're gonna die in a factory accident or something. Mm. Doesn't happen anymore. What's going to happen if a sixteen-year-old works forty hours a week or fifty hours a week? Who cares? They're going to get. They're going to learn a trade, or they're going to get a work ethic. Who well, cares? I've seen the
0: process of what it takes for a kid to get uh, that little blue piece of paper, yes. that working card that they need to
4: go to get to yes. get a job, and it's
0: frustrating what they have to go through. And
4: for. useless. Yeah. It is both frustrating mm. and useless. Mm. All it does is a it creates a barrier to youngsters. Going out there and getting some real work experience. We have a current system where the people, the kids, spend the last two years of high school smoking weed and playing video games, taking study hall and and taking gym. Yeah. And then two, then they send them off to college. They have two years of bad habits. Of course, they're bad college students. And then they spend six years graduating college. Then at twenty-four years old, they've got debt and never had a boss and a bad work ethic. What do we expect? Well, yeah, I know. I I think you're right. And the problem, though is a lot of these kids
0: grow up in a different... Again, it's hard to say. I see a lot of the differences. Like, we've built this world for kids. Yes. where Everything is instant access. They yep. get whatever they want at all times. And then we're mad that they don't pay attention. Or That's they correct. have short... Like we gave them all these things, and we allow them to do it,
4: right? We give them... We, we create kid-centered environments, hmm. which destroys the kid. Hmm. Here's the problem. One of the reasons... And there's many reasons, but one of the reasons why you have so many problems with marriages is because you have a kid-centered world. You don't keep your marriage because you're a good father Mm. or because you're a good mother. You keep a good marriage because you're a good husband or a good wife. Mm. If you really want to help your son or daughter, don't worry about giving them stuff. Mm. Instead, show them what it means to be a happy male or female so that's their image of womanhood and manhood. Mm. So they try to act out and emulate that good thing and or go after that good thing in their mates. Mm. This is what matters. We focusing on, I have to give my kid everything. No, I grew up poor. Mm. So what? You, you don't you don't grow up happier because you're richer. That's not how it works. You may have more opportunities because you're richer, sure. Mm. But you don't grow up happier because of that. Mm. You grow up happy because you have a happy family. So I have an idea. How about let's cent- let's stop centering everything on making sure the kids are perfect and everything's great, and instead center on, uh, on husband and wife or spouse, however you decide to choose spouses, that spouses are happy. How about that instead? Mm.
0: Well, and that's, and that's something I think is interesting now. If you look at, like, the way that millennials and younger folks are looking at relationships. You know, my parents were married at, like, 17, 18, getting yep. out of high school, right? Now, most
4: of the people I know aren't getting married until the twenties. If they even get married.
0: Yeah, well, because a lot of people look at it like it's a, a, a drain on their income and their life It lives. is, yeah. and
4: family law is embarrassing. Our family mm. court is so broken. Literally, when I go to Father's Rice events, I want to cry. Mm. It's horrible, how the family court system is breaking men across this state, literally breaking them to the point where they have to either decide to do something illegal, Mm -hmm. to abandon their family, or commit suicide. Mm. This is a serious problem that no one talks about. It's embarrassing. Yes. Uh, So I want to ask you a little bit
0: about uh, Libertarian Party in general. Sure. uh, Again, as I discussed before, and most of my listeners on this show know from the way I discuss a lot of the current administration, I'm uh, what you would refer to as a bleeding heart liberal, gotcha. Or a cuck. I've been called on the internet, depending on who I'm talking to. Gotcha. Uh, cuck you, away. I, I won't hit you too much of that. Uh, but I want to say, uh, based on what the internet is telling me, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. The internet's uh, never wrong. You first became. It, it says you first became interested in the Libertarian Party during the 2012 presidential. That's correct. Gary Johnson's the man who mm-hmm. brought me in.
4: Did you have any connection to politics growing up at all before this? Or is I, it not, not really a connection. I mean was I was loosely, very loosely political. And I mean mm-hmm. very loosely. When I was a, a small kid growing up in the Bronx, as you can imagine, I was raised by two Democrat parents, so I was assumed to be a Democrat because my parents were Democrat. Sure. And my household as a kid, it was very easy. If you have a D by your name, you're good, and R by your name, you're bad. That's Done. How, that's that's how, was how it works easy. for a lot of people still. Yes, correct, still, that, absolutely. But when I joined the Marine Corps at 17, the Marine Corps is a very conservative uh, organization uh-huh. right. and my first commander-in-chief was Ronald Reagan so I think I became much more of a Republican as a maybe 18 19 20 year old I mm-hmm. think I did then um, but but I never joined a party I just kind of where my I think my views went mm-hmm. more towards sure. that that area and most people that I respected were Republicans as a most of my leadership were Republican leaders so I still I think I was more that as I was uh, in my young 20s. Then I was looking for a savior. I was hoping Bill Clinton would save us and he wouldn't save us. And I was so upset about that. I thought, you know what? Nader or Perot. I was mm-hmm. a guy who was, you're not an ROD, or D, so I'm going to follow those guys. Mm-hmm. And then finally, when Gary Johns came around, what he said made sense to me. Mm-hmm. And I thought when I, when I first heard him speak, I thought he was a bit radical. Sure. And now, I'm, good, I think initially. Yeah, yeah. And now I'm more radical than he is. Mm. So I, I think, but he was the guy I had to hear to get me into the movement. Mm.
0: Now, uh, I just got to say, uh, I don't know if a lot of our listeners necessarily understand a lot of what the idea of libertarian ideals uh, are. I'm happy you, to tell <laughs>
4: you. Yes. Libertarian ideals are all about one thing. You can be as liberal as you want, as conservative as you want. You can be whatever you want to be as long as you are not using law or force to make others be like you. You are not using law or force to make others give you what you want. Mm -hmm. So if you want to smoke marijuana, if you want to own a gun, if you want to marry a male, female, or more than one male, female, you can do whatever you want to do. Not my business as long as it's not affecting anybody else. What consenting adults do is what consenting adults Mm -hmm. do. Mm -hmm. That's what we care about. If you, want to be, if you want to give all your money to a charity, go ahead. If you don't want to give any money to a charity, go ahead. Mm. It's not what we're about. We're about not using force. That's the most important thing. But something to remember when it comes not using force. At the end of every law is a guy or a gal with a gun who will put you into a cage. Mm. And if you don't want to go in that cage, he or she will kill you. That's what we understand as libertarians, which means law is force. If we understand laws force, that means government is force. So we only want to use that force when it's required, meaning to protect someone's life, to protect someone's liberty, to pre- protect someone's property. If you're trying to protect your life, liberty, property, of course force is required. Of course it is. But otherwise, why is it? And you know, living
0: in Brooklyn for the five years that I was down there, and um, you know,
4: again, I'm a I'm a middle
0: aged white guy mm-hmm. living in Brooklyn in Bed mm-hmm. in the mid 2000s. I could walk down the street. <sighs> Drinking a beer openly and no one's gonna come stop me. I'm not yep. on their... People, people from different backgrounds, different racial backgrounds, look at the cops in different ways. Absolutely, like you look at all the
4: news today. You see just white people calling the cops for any reason at all. I I brought up the point earlier that everywhere I go, I always carry ID. Mm. I carry ID because my father taught me that, mm. and my father was a cop and a corrections officer, yeah. and he said <laughs> always carry ID, no matter what you do, always carry ID. I go. I have a. I live in Queens. I have a store across the street from me. I won't go to that store with my wallet in my pocket. Yeah, I am so taught that you will always have ID on you yeah. because you're taught as a as a young black male. If you don't have ID and you fit description, you're getting arrested.
1: Mm.
4: You're getting arrested. Yeah. So yes, that I look at it different. Of course I do.
0: Mm. Now uh, I'm going to throw a lot of things at you real quickly here, and there's a lot to unpack. But this is just a base of what they said are the things that you view. Or uh, you support politics. That I view. Yeah, that you view and support Great. I, I know. It's i it likes to be told what you maybe I do. Let's go. Hopefully I'm <laughs> uh, right. It says that you are a supporter of free trade, small business, new technology, criminal justice reform, ending the war on drugs, uh ending term limit or keeping term limits the way they are, uh single issue voting in Congress, repeal of victimless crime laws, and non interventionalism in foreign policy. There's a lot. Right and there that's all, yes,
4: to. except for? There's only one everything's true except for I am for term limits. You are
0: for that's what I meant to say. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. Uh, and that's been an issue locally as well. Yes, uh,
4: I am for term limits. Yes, I will terminate myself out as governor. I will only do two terms.
0: And I'm just curious. I think I know the answer. Do you, is there a particular reason you feel that way? Or just do you think that's the right thing to do? Is just a fair thing to no, do? No, as
4: a, as a general rule, if a person is that good... Now, to be forward, I don't mind... And, and a lot of people disagree with this one. I don't mind if someone leaves for two terms and comes back.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Right? If, if, the, right. If, the, if the area says, look, we made a mistake. This guy really is good. We want him back again. I'm fine with that. But once you start going past eight, ten years... The odds of you being corrupt just shoot up so high. Mm-hmm. The odds of you being lazy just shoot up so high. The odds of you just thinking that you're the greatest thing in the world just shoot up so high. Is it possible someone could go 12, 16 years without being that guy? Mm-hmm. I think it's possible, but I think it's so unlikely I'm for terminus. This is a
0: really vague uh, comparison, but I always think about the Joe Torre thing. you Yankee fan at yes, all? Yes, 100%. You
4: born know? in the Bronx. you kidding me? with the Bronx. Yes. Well, I so hope so. Yeah, yeah. Some yes. people are Mets fans in you say you live in Queens. So yeah, gonna... I live in Queens. <laughs> I live in enemy territory. That's true, uh, yes.
0: So, uh, but you know, even as a Yankee fan growing up, when Joe Torre, they won all those titles, Torre got fired. After a while, it's like you're getting diminishing returns yes, with the same person. It was there, fine to get rid of him. And I love Joe Torre and he gave us a bunch of championships. Now I've got to ask you this. 2016, uh, you were you came in second I did. for the libertarian uh,
4: vice presidential candidate. By thirty two votes, not that I'm counting.
0: Now that's what's interesting to me about this is you're saying you got into politics into libertarianism in twenty twelve. Yep. And in twenty sixteen that's very fast. It seems very fast. to are a small party. I understand that, but it just seems we're a like, small
4: party. So you were—you must have really just like this must have spoke to you in yeah, a way. I'm that, good at what I do. Yeah. That's all it is. I'm good at what I do. When I'm serious yeah. about something, I'm serious about something. I'm mm-hmm. running this campaign and running it for months, mm-hmm. and you know, right now, I'm—I have a shot at winning this thing. Mm-hmm. Because I'm serious. I'm taking it seriously. I'm out there campaigning. I'm meeting people. Yeah, I was serious. That's why. Now, uh, what would you say is
0: the biggest lesson you think you've taken from that vice presidential campaign into the, uh, the 2018 gubernatorial
4: campaign? Run early, run early, run early. early. I, I s- ran too late.
0: I read a really interesting article, actually, that you did with, I want to say City and State New York. Yep. You did an interview with them, and you talked a little bit about that, about the amount of time difference that you had in Yes. starting early. Absolutely. Yeah. I started this campaign last August.
4: Yeah. Yes. Uh, it says here, uh, July twelfth was when you announced your candidate. Yes, yeah, yeah. but I really started hard yeah. August. Mm-hmm. I announced July twelfth is my birthday,
3: mm-hmm.
4: and which actually, by the way, is coming up here in a couple, a couple of weeks. Oh, yes, absolutely. Oh. Yes. Are you feeling? Uh, you I'll excited be fifty. Wow, the big five zero. Be the big That'd be quite the yes. gift for you. Abby. It would. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> the big five zero. Mm-hmm. So yes, no. Uh, I I I think you got to run early. Mm-hmm. The earlier you run, you 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 learn your mistakes, you fix your organization, mm-hmm. things begin to rock and roll. So by the time you're in the thick of it things are moving.
0: So I got to ask you a little bit just about uh, your time so far in upstate New York. You've been here three times in the last... How, how you said recently? No, I've been all over New York. Well, I've recently you've been here.
4: I've only been in Utica three times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I've been all over the place. I've been mm-hmm. to Rochester, Buffalo, Jamestown. Um, I've been to... Uh, Hornell, uh, Corning, I've mm. been to Watertown, I've been to Canton, I mean, I've been to Middleburg, I've been to Albany, I've been to Rensselaer, I've been to Troy, I've been to Seneca mm. Lake, I, all over the place.
0: So let me ask you, I, well, I'll
4: start off with one, but do you feel, do you hear the same issues repeated when you go to a lot of these same places? Often. Often? Often, not exactly the same, but very similar, yes. Mm. Most of them are, I see my family leaving, I see my friends leaving, yeah. um, too much taxes. Um, school districts terrible. Potholes are horrible. Cuomo's gotta go. Doesn't care about us. New York City and or Albany run everything. I hear all the time. I the, the, the funny thing about Cuomo is uh, I know a lot. Of,
0: even my, my cousin who you happen to meet outside was going pretty hard in on Cuomo. I do feel like even as an upstate New Yorker, I don't have a I don't have any real opinion about him. You don't have what? He, any opinion whatsoever. I don't think he pays much attention to upstate New York. It Isn't that seem- a bad thing? It is. And I've had, you know, Assemblymember Dissi's been on here many times, and he's been very vocal in his uh, displeasure with how Cuomo has treated upstate. The
4: Norfolk Republicans too. Yeah. The Republicans have picked for the gubernatorial election two downstate liberals. Mm-hmm. Knowing yeah. that most of upstate's red. Yeah. They've picked two downstate liberals for the yeah. Republican Party. Mm-hmm. And the Conservative Party backed them. Mm-hmm. And the Reform Party backed them. Mm-hmm. Well, you had a really interesting quote in that uh, in that City of State
0: article that I thought is totally dead on. Uh, it was number one: the Republicans cannot win this state in a statewide election. Impossible. Yeah, it's it's always been. It's seen that Impossible. way.
4: Impossible. At least a decade. Uh, look, Republicans win locally often, and if you yeah. if you like your Republican local Republican, odds are high you can you can have that person win. Well, in a local but election, but statewide, yeah. a Republican hasn't won. And I mean. Statewide at all. Governor, senator, AG, nothing. They haven't won any statewide elections in over 10 years. And the state's getting bluer. It's not going to happen. Molinaro is a joke. Never going to win. It's embarrassing. The idea that people think he's going to win. He's a sacrificial lamb. All he's going to do is make sure they're fighting for second place. It's embarrassing.
0: Is that just an effect of New York City?
4: Does New York will New York City always swing everything? blue? Of course yeah. not. 70 percent of New Yorkers don't vote to include seven percent of people in New York City. Yeah, yeah. Therefore, with eight million people who don't vote, if enough people upstate Western New York, Central New York, Southern tier, North Country, if they decide to get off their butts and vote on November 6th, mm-hmm. I'll be the governor and New York City will not always win. Mm-hmm. It really is that simple. Get up and vote. There are enough people. In this state, who are not voting, to where the other parts can actually do it.
0: All right. So I have one. Uh, I have one local thing to discuss with you. I know that you uh, recently. I won't say yesterday. the day before, you uh, had a meeting with the No Downtown Hospital group. Absolutely. Uh, I know you talked very adamantly about the eminent domain issue. I have really a habit bothers. of
4: speaking. Yeah, that bothers me a lot.
0: Yes. <laughs> now, uh, so. This is an issue that, on this podcast in general, we've had uh, a lot of conversation on both sides. I've had Mohawk Valley Health Systems in here. I've had Brett and the No Downtown Hospital people here. As someone who grew up in this town and knows what it feels like to feel like everything's been ripped out from underneath us, whenever we hear some good news, it's generally, "Mm, this is going to be bullshit by the end. Somewhere along the way, this is going to get pulled out from us, whether it's Nano, whether it's whatever, (laughs) Nano being the most recent. I do think that with the Nano thing leaving, with that becoming an issue here, there's been a lot of pressure on this downtown hospital that was not there beforehand. People were putting a lot of expectations and hopes and concerns on this. And it's become such a big issue. Uh, now, you seem to be on the side that the eminent domain thing that's going on is incorrect wrong. 100% in
4: wrong. Game. Yes, no. I, I don't care. People say all the time, Larry, have you spent time on this, looking at both sides? No, because I don't care. Mm-hmm. I don't care if it's a good idea. You know what I think? It's a good idea for me to take your house. So, I'm going to take your house. Oh, don't worry. We voted on it first. Hmm. Does, is that makes it okay? Hmm. No. It's your house. It's your business. It's your property. Hmm. If you don't want to sell it, you shouldn't have to. Hmm. I don't care if it's a good idea. But let, let's go one step further. The idea is that if we don't put the house there, the world's going to end. Absolutely not true. There was or, It was already starting to come back already. I, I don't buy that. But you know, on the outside, yeah. if you look outside of the footprint, it's already coming back. There were... A, I've people to are a, starting to bring it back already. The hospitals slowed it down. No, no people are trying to get back into it now because
0: th- for twenty years there was nothing there. It was an empty garbage street that we would drive go and say nothing's
4: coming here. I you think Will hold, Corp would say that's not true. Who? I think the Compassion Coalition would say that's not true. And listen, I've talked to Rachel. And she's been on the show, and I think that what's going on with them is yeah, a yeah, I think that's they would shame. say that's not true. But I also
0: think there's a lot of people who
4: would. I think don't Enterprise be Rent a Car would say that's yeah. not true. I think the police station there would say that's not true. Mm. I just went and named four things mm. I don't even live here. Mm. So I got a feeling what you're saying is not true. Look, I'm just I've, look, I've been here for
0: a long time. I'm not denying that there aren't concerns about going there. You just now. said nothing. You just said there was nothing going on here. There has been there's one the compassion coalition uh, is already was there they've tried tried to find a new place to move that place. And they're moving the, the your local grocer. <laughs> Uh, a lot of these buildings that people have bought up, nothing is coming in. There's so much renovation that needs to go on this. Columbia yes. and Lafayette needs entirely 25 years of work that everyone's ignoring. All of a sudden, people want to get a hospital and they're just going to buy up land because they want to get involved now that people are concerned. I mean, I don't feel bad for people who bought up things that aren't going to work with the hospital. I don't think the MVHS has done a great job being Hold transparent on. with but the you're, work but they're But you're,
4: you're missing a very important point. If this is true and people should mm. fix this, what I was told, Larry... This is an amazing investment. If it's really an amazing investment, if that's true, why does it require $300 million of taxpayer money coming from Albany to be giving in the Hunger Games to go here? If it's a great investment. If it's a great investment, why aren't there New York City bankers rushing up here with checkbooks open to write checks to buy stuff? Because it's not a good investment. That's the reason why. It's not. It is a money grab, a power grab is all it is. It is it is government trying to take someone's land. It is wrong morally. I don't even if that place was going to be a blight, I would rather be someone's blight who owns it than someone to steal it away. How can I say that? You lived in Bed-Stuy. Yeah. Bed-Stuy was a disaster. I lived in a South Bronx. It was a disaster. Also, and it yeah. wasn't government funding that
0: fixed these things. No, but what happened to where I lived in Bed-Stuy is all of a sudden over seven years you started to see it become gentrified and all of a sudden yes, Yeah, then what happened is the price run up on all these places and all these gentrified people, all these new business- businesses that came in, moved out because they could no longer afford the places that they helped build up. So right as I was leaving Hold Bed-Stuy, on. all this upside was going right back no, no, out no, the door. No,
4: no, look- no, have you been in bedside recently? Not
0: in the year and it's a half. It's not terrible.
4: So. No, it's nice. It's nice it's I like nice. bedside still, yeah. Yeah, so it's good. But it's disconcerting when I see all no, these No, no, what you're saying is I didn't like it because it went up and then went back down. No, no, no concern- it went no, no. up and then stayed far higher than it was. What I'm saying that is... That was simply a bubble.
0: What I'm, di- what I'm saying is it's a problem when you price people out of an area
4: because it's redeveloping, and then when the price gets high, everyone leaves again, and then it becomes... Everyone... Yeah. Look at you and your exaggerations. Everyone, no one, everyone, no... Stop! <laughs> bets is fine now. It is Listen, far better it's far better than, than better. it was yeah. 15 years ago. I'm just... Far it's concerning better. to me. I think it's better. I liked it down there.
0: Don't get me wrong. Like, I... I liked living in New York. Yes. I I came back for a lot of reasons. I'm not sitting here crapping on the town I lived in. It was a great time. Absolutely. But it did concern me that all these people who seemed like they were wanting to build something for the long run suddenly felt like it wasn't going to happen for
4: them. Some did. Some didn't. That's how it works. I don't mind something going up and coming back down. As long as when it comes down, it lands higher than it was. Mm -hmm bed Harlem, Bushwick. This is all, for those of you who don't know, these are all New York City. <laughs> no, we talk right? a lot about New York. Yeah, it's, it's all New York, York City, right. right? And these are examples of all those things happening in New York City. Mm-hmm. But what was the big thing put it? Barclay Center. Did that make everything better? No, it did not. Exist. No, thank right you. The word. big deal in Brooklyn didn't work. You know the funny? little deals did work. This is yeah. a big deal that, here's what I guarantee you. it's mm-hmm. government-run, which means by default, mm-hmm. it will come in over time, mm-hmm. over budget, yeah. And will not deliver. Why? Because that's what always happens. Why in the world would I think this hospital is any different? It's going to be a disaster, and they're going to steal people's property to do it. It is nothing but immoral. If, if if this should be done, then let them spend their own money and buy up the people the way the people want to be bought up and build what they want to build. I'm not against the hospital being downtown. I'm against taxpayer money being used to, to steal people's property and then to give money to another private entity. Hmm. This is like taking money from McDonald's and giving it to Burger King. Yeah. It's immoral. It's wrong. And it's taxpayer money. It's a, it's a bad idea.
1: Very good. All
0: right. Let's move on to something else. Uh, so I want to talk briefly about the New York City thing just because I saw you talking about. Sure. Uh, because, again, one of the things I noticed uh, while living in New York was the disintegration of the subway system. Yes. And I'm a guy who romantically... Loved the subway. Sure. I tra- I went to Hunter College. I traveled between my Bed-Stuy apartment and Upper Manhattan and all the different places. Pretty much by subway. I was sure. a broke guy. I couldn't really afford to sure. take taxis. Were you taking every- an L, uh, G, and the L G most of the L. time. Or yep. if I was going to Hunter, I was taking the six.
4: Six, probably. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So I spent a lot of time on those three trains. And matter of fact, the G train specifically was interesting because. I don't think the G-Train was ever meant to move the amount of people that it suddenly was to move. It wasn't. Was it w- it was that
4: Brooklyn-Queens thing. It, yeah. Yes, absolutely. It, all
0: of a sudden, it was a very popular yeah. place
4: to live. Sorry, guys. you are doing New York City inside baseball. That's all right. That's all right. I used <laughs> yes. to tell
0: people when we were talking about New York City, I had, they had to take a shot. So yeah. they're, they're, <laughs> they're probably go. drunk go. right now. Uh, and you actually made a point saying that you would just stop funding the subway.
4: And I think That's I not what right
0: the, I said. No, what did, you say, what did you say on it? It was... Uh, you're not going to fund them anymore. Any more anymore. any more. anymore. Right. right, 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 right. Yeah.
4: More funding than they could. Yeah, right, the the right. woman at that, she misquoted me on oh, purpose okay. to make it exciting. Scandalous. Right, but right, I was right. very happy because mm. I got so much press out of it. So sure. it's amazing. So I want to thank her if she's listening. Great. Thank you so much for yeah. doing that. Misquoting me was amazing. <laughs> so um, what I meant is any more than it already has. Sure. So no yeah. extra money. The right. budget is the budget. We've been doing this for years. We've been taking taxes from other things. Sales tax, property tax, uh, bridge and tolls, and throwing money at the MTA. The average MTA employee makes $118 mm. per, per hour. Mm. They don't get any more money from me. Yeah. None. They dollars an hour. The average person who works in New York as a state, about 20 bucks. Yeah. New York City, higher, about 30 bucks.
0: Yeah.
4: 118 That's embarrassing. What do you think the... Is it just a fundamental issue of never really
0: fixing the infrastructure over decades? Yeah, the, the,
4: there's two problems. The problem is when it's... A, it's the first problem is it's a monopoly. Right, that's right, right, monopolies right. are bad, mm-hmm. right? Government monopoly doesn't make any better. Monopolies are bad, mm-hmm. so it's a monopoly. There's no other option. So what are you gonna do? Nothing. What's your recourse? Nothing. Mm-hmm. Politicians doesn't make sense for politicians to fix lines because you don't get votes for that. You need to build new lines, like the, the Second
0: Avenue Subway. Exactly, because let's
4: let's build the new line. Yeah. So now I have a bigger crappy line. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yes, and that makes it that's why politicians like building new because it looks good, shiny, and get votes. Hmm. But all I have to do is do one thing. Just not just don't give them any more money, but on top of that say, I am gonna be open to absolutely any and I mean any new idea. Mm. You want to put drones in a city? You want to put Via, which is that uh, that uh, that car share that goes like yeah, right yeah, a yeah. bus, or you want to put uh, a Google Road? Or I don't care. You name it, I'm in. Mm. Let's talk about it. How can we make it happen? Mm. Just the MTA knowing they're gonna get no money,
0: yeah.
4: and I'm looking at options, and they're no longer monopoly. They will fix themselves. Yeah. They will fight first. They may go on strike. Things may collapse. Yeah. Oh my God, they collapse! They're collapsing now. It's true. This, it's city go- yes. yeah. this city <laughs> goes. Yes, this city goes from New York City to Mogadishu yeah. when it rains. Yeah. Oh, it's terrible. Yes, it's yeah. embarrassing. You can't get around. Let it collapse. Let's fix the damn thing. No, I'm not prepared. The problem is right now that MTA holds us hostage. I don't want to be a hostage. I'm not going to be a hostage. No, no, shoot the hostage. Uh.
0: Larry, I love your excitement and your fire in our conversation, and I hope that uh, we haven't gotten too contentious. I've enjoyed talking no, to you. No, it's all good. I can do this every day. Uh, <laughs> there's every day. Larry Sharp, uh, Larry Sharp with an E.com. dot com. Yes, uh, that's E the,
4: stands for electable. <laughs> that is the primary place people can reach out LarrySharp. to? LarrySharp.com, or, of course, you can go to Larry Sharp for New York, the Facebook page. Very nice.
0: Okay. Uh, and before I let you go,
4: can I do a couple non-sequitur questions? Of course. Or, whatever are, you wonderful. like.
0: Uh, Larry, these are the same six questions. And, again, uh, Libertarian New York State gubernatorial candidate for 2018, Larry Sharp. It's a real pleasure. Thank you for Thank coming. You. In. LarrySharp.com. And by the way, uh, unless something changes, this is our 300th episode. I'm uh, sorry, that. our three year anniversary of the show. Oh, so I love that. Uh, Maybe that's good luck for me. Maybe it's good luck. I like
4: it. Hope so. Uh, so, Larry, uh, when you wake up in the morning, how do you take your coffee? Uh, I take coffee with cream. Or half and half, mm-hmm. depending if I'm, if I'm out, it's usually cream. If I'm home, it's half and half, plus some type of non-sugar sweetener, like non- sweet and low or stevia. Or like if that. I'm home, usually stevia. If I'm out, usually sweet and low. Mm.
0: Now, I'm, a lot of people who go on the show are like black coffee people. And I've tried, have you made an attempt to be like a black coffee person? <laughs> I have, but my problem
4: is um, I'm, I'm on a keto lifestyle. Oh, okay. So I don't really eat many carbs. I have really? been on that for about seven years. Mm-hmm. So I don't have much sweet in my life. You're doing the keto So yeah. Oh, yeah, I've been doing it for seven years. Really? Um, I drop about 40 pounds and put it wow. back on. Huh. You put it back on um, You want to hear the story?
0: I, I'm curious I've heard some sure. people Talking about this let, yeah. me,
4: let me just say I'll finish this one piece up Then I'll go to the story um, I put sweet stuff in my coffee Because there's really Not much of the sweet In my life Right okay. That's why You want a little something That's right, correct right, right. If it wasn't for that I probably would go black But I like sure. having Something sweet in my life um, Because I don't eat sugar anymore And I don't have carbs So that's why mm. But my About eight years ago My youngest daughter Almost died she had open heart surgery on 18 days old and my wife basically packed up and moved into the hospital and I all of a sudden became a single dad with my six-year-old at the time. At the same time, my business was completely collapsing finally from the crash. I was trying to hold on to the best of my ability and I just couldn't hold on and it was collapsing. It was the end. I was firing my employees, shutting down my, my, my yeah. office. and it was going uh, away. And on top of that, my mother just got diagnosed at that same week with stage four terminal cancer. Horrible I was a disaster yeah. I actually had to somehow self-medicate and handle things so I started using food as medication and I was mm. eating like there was no tomorrow mm. I was eating a full two I was eating a full pizza pie and two liter of coke mm. for lunch mm. And the problem is because I was isolating myself because mm-hmm. they didn't want people to know how bad it was I was still trying to keep my business running yeah. there was no one around me to go Larry what are you doing man yeah, no there was there no one to check. Yeah, yeah, no one had checked me and go, What yeah. do you dude? That's bad. You can't do that. Yeah. And I was in denial. <laughs> so I sure couldn't see it because I thought this is normal, of course. So I put in a bunch of weight to the point where I couldn't fit in my suits mm. anymore. And I realized I've got to do something. I was o- at almost two thirty, like two twenty something, I was almost at two thirty. And I thought I I gotta do a lifestyle change because diets don't work. I can't do the gym because my, my schedule is a disaster. Yeah. So I said, you know, I'm going to go low carb, no carb. Mm. Low carb, no carb. Yeah, I yeah. went to low carb. And I was fanatical. I took about 40 pounds a little over two months mm. and haven't put it back on. Now I hover around 185, 190. You're a tall guy for 180. It's pretty 5'11". Tall of me. 5'11", Yeah. So I hover <laughs> around that now. Mm. And I've been in that lifestyle for about eight years and I'm not going back. Wonderful. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Larry, what was your first automobile? Uh, My first car, which I actually didn't own, (laughs) but I actually drove, was a 1984 Dodge Champ. Dodge Champ, yes. 1984 Dodge Champ, yes. You may or may not have taken 1984 Dodge Champ. Hold on, but the actual first car I owned, Hmm. though, was a 1987. Toyota Karina, which was a Japanese car. A Karina, i never yes. heard of that That's one. correct. <laughs> it's only sold in Japan. Yes. <laughs> well, you may or may not have taken either of these cars to see it, but what was your first live music event? My first live music event, I think, was Barry White. Barry White, I, I really? I was four years old in 1972. Nice. Do you remember yes. your song? Uh Radio City Musical. Nice.
0: Well, that's a great yes. way to see first show, man. 100%. What a beautiful yep. venue. You know, it's funny. Uh, when I was living in New York, my mom came down to visit me. One year, and she really wanted to go to the, the Christmas show, The Rockettes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's not you know, not really my thing. I was like, all right, I'll go with you. I'll see the kick dancers. Right. I was blown away. Yes. I was blown away. Yeah, I, I gave it not enough credit yes. at all. I Absolutely. felt terrible. But even yeah. just that building is so beautiful. Yes. It's an amazing Absolutely. venue. Uh, I'll stick on the music thing, or maybe not. Uh, give me one book album, movie, or show you are currently
4: reading, listening to, or watching? So many of them that I'm in the middle of mm. I'm trying to I'm As I say, to you probably them. have
0: less time. I don't. <laughs> I, I,
4: I used to. I'm a big Audible guy. Oh, really? Nice. I love nice. Audible, and I used to go through at least a book a month, but now I'm so busy campaigning, I go through a book every three to four months. Yeah. So it's a lot harder for me to go through so many different books. Yeah. So I try whenever I can to watch certain uh, shows. I do like... Um, I don't know if it's current, but one of the uh, things I have been I have been watching in the past was um, The Man in the High Castle on Amazon. Yeah. You know, I yes. got through the first season of it. I enjoyed it. Yes. And then I never got around to starting the second season. I did, I did the <laughs> yeah, second season. Thing. Yes. And I'm yeah. looking right now at my Audible, and the book I'm looking right now at is Hitmakers. Hitmakers. Yes, which is a book about how to become a hit. Nice. Yes. Nice. Yes. Uh, if you could have dinner
0: with any person, mm-hmm. living or dead, who is not your relative who would it be and why
4: any relative living or dead not a relative not, and, it, and it was not a relative and it was not a relative dead. living or dead who would it be this um, is usually the stumper question people have does a, it, it the, and I'm assuming it could be late in their life yeah anyone Yeah, anyone you want to yeah. talk to any time um, in their life I think it would be probably and assuming you can speak my language yeah assuming you speak my language it would probably probably be <sighs> Miyamoto Musashi
0: Oh, um, the samurai, Book of Five Rings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Book of Five Rings. I'm yes. watching Westworld, which is why I know some of that. Yes, talk about that Book <laughs> of Five Rings.
4: Um, <laughs> maybe him, or if not him, mm. um, Otto von Bismarck. Mm. Interesting. Yes. Interesting. Yes. Both of those people, in different ways, understood how to be successful and move people. Mm. Yes, Otto von Bismarck at the grand scale level, and um, Miyamoto nice. and Musashi at the individual level. Uh, and Larry Sharp, last but not least. Um, By the way, I have pictures of them on my wall. Really? Both of them. <laughs> you got to get the, whole, the, the posters on this. That's nice. I do. That's I that's have great. him, uh, both of those two, plus Frederick Douglass, um, Sun Tzu, huh. nice. and I think I'm gonna have one more. I've forgotten. Yeah, probably one more. I've forgotten <laughs> which one it is. Yes.
0: Uh, and besides um, besides all this Sorry, uh, Machiavelli. Oh, Machiavelli. There's there's there. the that's, one. The, that's, the, that's the one you see a lot. The that's the important one. one. Yes. <laughs> uh, give me one more thing that you, Larry Sharp, are passionate about
4: passionate about. yeah. Um, People being happy. Hmm. This sounds silly but it's true. I'm the guy who when I see two people getting together and starting to have a relationship that I worry about it. I'm that guy who goes, I hope they do well. I remember once I was doing My campaign manager bothered me. I was in a car and we were talking about it. I said, you know, I hope these two guys do well. I hope they do well, whatever. And he goes, you care? I said, I do. He goes, okay, if you care so much if you had three wishes, would it be one of your wishes? He was kind of teasing me about it. Yeah, yeah, sure. And I said, you know, if I had three wishes, one of my wishes would be that I could somehow help people have better relationships. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. That, I, I care enough that that would be one yeah. of my wishes because people have asked me before, Larry, how, how, how do you get happy? I said happiness is positive relationships, yeah. whether they're business relationships, personal relationships, familiar relationships. But if you have positive relationships, regardless of how much money you have, regardless of what job you're doing, if you have positive relationships, you'll be happy. Mm. So I'm passionate about getting people to be happy. That's what I am.
0: No, and I think that's great, actually, because one of the things I... Living in New York for those years, I came back, I felt like I carried a lot of cynicism with Mm, me for whatever reason. I don't know if it was... And I'm sure it was there before because I was a punk kid too, (laughs) right? But I think that living in New York and I amped up that cynicism. And now as I get older, I think it's important to sometimes focus on the little positive moments of the day that you can recognize. Because a lot of times finding something... uh, Finding something positive is not easy. hundred percent Yes. So if you can find those little five or ten minutes of joy and happiness in your life, it helps make everything a little bit better. Absolutely. Right and gives you something to look forward to. Mm-hmm. Uh LarrySharp.com, that's Sharp with an E. Larry, yes. thank you so much for yeah, taking all. Larry to talk Sharp
4: to us. for New York Facebook page. Thank you so much. It's been thank a real you. pleasure talking to you.
0: Good luck in uh, November. Um, again. I'm very pleased that you came in. We could have this conversation. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you very much. And folks, we'll be back to the show in just a moment. Since uh, Maiden Utica's Justin Parkinson Who's joining us here uh, A little late night podcasting Well, later than normal Utica's
3: what? biggest soccer fan So Utica's biggest soccer
0: fan, that's right <laughs> cool. uh, The controversial one well uh, we're gonna we're not that's not
1: what we're
3: gonna talk about I We wish you
1: were a millionaire so i could get paid millions to defend you <laughs>
3: <laughs> i need a lawyer sometimes or a pr i need a lot of things well no i brought you on for a couple of reasons of course
0: again this is our three-year anniversary
3: three yeah years well three years and one week three, three years, years in and one week you can't keep sp- i was episode, episode zero, zero counts I mean. you know who you know patient zero
1: jesus here's
0: a here's a little addendum story uh you know who hates episode zero Aaron Higgins, original third host uh, on cause this she, show. Yeah. She, because when we made episode zero, it was pretty much just like a "let's see what this comes out like" episode. Yeah, it was pretty much it was just you and me, I think. And,
1: Might have been.
0: Um, and she was mad because she's like, "I thought I was going to be part of this. You bailed out on me." blah. Blah, blah, blah was a blah, star. She's,
1: she could have been a contender. She's could have she been was, a contender. I was just
0: texting with her actually, uh, yeah. and she was saying how much she misses all of us. So I was like, I'm around more often if hey. you want." Uh, but of course, Justin. So I got to ask you a couple things. One. Uh, we were just discussing, every week you get free content from us. Is it nice to have For a, three straight years? Yeah, yeah. yeah, for three straight years. Is it nice to have a general one-week piece of
3: content every week that I mean, always really comes
1: out? I really, the anchor of made you... <laughs> the, <laughs> anchor, <laughs> the anchor of your when whole it comes down to it, every, every week,
3: if nothing else is coming out on the block... I mean, even just from... A day-to-day standpoint like getting on to the instagram and going through the hashtag feed and liking people's photos and responding i just did a blog post that was my first one in two months mm-hmm. so like when you think of like those little things in between i don't know how you guys do this every week because i i dread the two month time of when i had to do a blog post and then waking up and be like oh i have to go through this to see i what's think this becomes like,
1: easier because it's on a schedule yeah. Right? Like yeah. because you know it's Monday it's yeah. a couple of hours you're gonna do this this is just where you're at it becomes easier to do it that way whereas like if you had to find the time and make yourself do it it'd be completely different mm. it'd be much harder I think
0: I've actually also and this is just time of doing this and yeah. doing it for three years plus the time in New York I've gotten better at seeing stuff in the middle of the week and saving it for later. Like, I, I do better research now than I did. I used to scramble a lot, like, on Sundays and Mondays trying to come up with content, and yeah. I've gotten much better you did,
1: at it. used to be tense on Sundays. You'd be out there <sighs> being like, oh, i got to look up stories. Like, i got to, like, immediately, early, like, in the morning, mm-hmm. doing research and stuff.
0: Yeah, I've gotten better at finding a story or hitting something early in the week and be like, I'm going to save this somewhere,
3: write it down, whatever it is, the cause world this is good content for later in the week. The world is ready-made for Discussing points at this at in this day and age with anything. So it's like, because
1: we find we find more now. Probably Sam can agree to this. In the last year, we find more issues that pop up where things move so fast. Yeah. Like the show comes out on a Tuesday on yeah. Tuesday night some news will break and by the time it's the next week's show we're like ah we're already all the way past like this has happened a couple oh. times in the last few weeks I think you Come guys are
3: stuck like the OD when they had the uh, they had to put the national championship game bracket yeah. in the paper on Monday because the game didn't end fast enough yes. so they couldn't put Villanova <laughs> in there that. so it's like Villanova slash whatever Kansas winner and you're like ugh it's just well, stupid things like that drives you nuts you know? I, I didn't mean to get into a podcasting discussion but did you get into the question about <laughs> like, someone's got to tell you a thing you know, or two about it you
0: There was it three unguarded. There was a time when things were I was prospering more financially when I really wanted this. To, no, it's, it's true, <laughs> as a sort of guy it sounds dumb, but like it's true when I wasn't as concerned about like paying bills every week. Right. My big goal for this was for it to be a whole podcasting network. Right? right I wanted right. to do the show on Tuesday well, and then the FTL sports on Thursday mm-hmm. and then get the girls to come in and do a show together or get Cliff. I want, I really wanted Cliff to start be a good one that was the one that Cliff wanted is we wanted to get Cliff to come on and do like a mini series type thing like just 10 episodes on something Right? it's
1: tangentially related but it really proves that old wives tale saying home where it takes money to make money yeah like it would be easier you would think like you know if you're not if you're doing less like you're making less you're doing this and that it's easier to make this whole network grow but you need a little bit of money to put it out there even in just going places to meet with people to like put this network together and everything yeah and it's time, and like you find yourself, your time is a little bit more stretched when you're sitting here, given more concern, like oh, I'm going to pay for this, how I'm going to do this, and yeah. yeah, I mean that's a that's a very real consideration that I mean, goes into it when you do it for free. Well, just yeah. like
3: so, the point even just with Handshake City is like that's a pro- project we did four years into and made in Utica. Yeah. So sitting here at three years and still wanting to expand the content, not a problem. Like, yeah. like yeah. it takes time, and even with within that, it, it becomes more organic. Um, versus forced, if that makes sense. So you would have jumped well, into this thing without the same commitment from everybody who wants to do it weekly too, right? Yeah. And then you're picking up, like, the people, this will have it'll mm. it'll happen itself out, right? Like, even just the way the show
1: goes. And I think the consistency is super important. <laughs> yeah. I think really one of the Seriously, best things yeah. about it is you can count on every Tuesday, you just do it every week. Yeah. Because it allows you to not slippery slope, backtrack, do nothing like that. Mix it up. It's consistent. So even you might go a stretch of, I mean, we've done a lot of episodes of this show, you might go a stretch of 8 to 10 weeks where like, wow, listeners are really down, nobody's really listening, haven't had a great show that I feel great about in a long time. But if you keep putting it out every mm-hmm. single week and you keep honing the craft and you keep allowing people to develop as regulars and sharers of content, yeah. I think that's the only way to really consistently grow well, we've, moving
3: forward. We've hit kind of this thing now, too, and, like, it doesn't seem like a ton, but, like, in the microcosm, I guess, right? So there's two, three hundred people loyally on everything you yeah. do. Yeah. And that is reflected on <clears throat> basically your guys' show. So if you guys do a show, there's going to be 250, 300 people that are always, always going to listen to constantly. it. When we do Every, a movie, there's going to be 200, 300, there, 300 right, yeah. people that always go to a movie, always come to our event, always do these things. It's a matter of you know do you want to do you want to have 3000 people and, and deal with that type mm-hmm. of stuff or are you happy with like your your smaller ones where people are actually into what you're doing and i think even with the podcast like I, I, you probably fall more into things like i'd rather make it for 250 people that give a shit than 3000 people that tune in every 12 weeks you it's, know what i mean uh, well, like, here's
0: the thing i i struggle sometimes because you i feel like there's a time when you over, you extend out what you can do on social media. Mm-hmm. There's only so many people to get on Twitter. There's only so many more people to get on Facebook. There's only so Especially many, yeah. when your
1: content is so much like, hey, here's this week's episode. Every Tuesday, here's this yeah. episode. Yeah, 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 same, yeah, yeah. same, same, same.
3: Right. Well, it's yeah. crazy, too, because you kind of get a feel for other shit happening in the area with... How people share their episode too, so you kind of start seeing who's the influencers outside of your influence. It's which It's interesting nice to watch some of really the people's around.
1: personal networks pop in off of a specific interviewee who will come around. Mm-hmm. Like this week's show, we've got that libertarian gubernatorial boy, my boy, and he came out, and so it'll be interesting to see how his people engage yes. with the content. And allows yourself to it allows you to insert yourself into discussions of a really wide variety, yeah. which can be a useful tool as you're looking for a way to, uh, you know grow going forward
3: yeah and that's the beauty too like even i mean we're way off but <laughs> with, yeah, 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 yeah. we've gotten so with, far uh, world, cup, <laughs> preview, world cup world cup podcasting preview but uh yeah even with like you know you see talk of the town and stuff like that like there, a lot of these guys are on there every week every other yeah. week you know and, and it kind of like i don't keep as much interest because like what now right and like so if you got someone on tim shram comes back after 80 weeks Like, those are cool things, too, that you don't realize how much changes. There's
1: a value in a true long-form interview. Yeah. There's a value in having a conversation with somebody where, like, the FCC chains are a little off, so if you slip and you say, like, shit, you're okay, right? And, like, being able to sit there and stretch out for 30, 40 minutes and really talk to somebody, that's an interesting way to engage with, you know, other people. Mm -hmm. It's interesting listening.
0: Well, even if we go to this week's interview with Larry, you know, uh, if this was just an eight-minute interview that was cut down to just the talking points, and he wouldn't even get eight in
3: most media places. Yeah, you you know? mean, yeah even yeah. that. You we're get
1: a good Daily Show candidate, gets <laughs> <an> eight <laughs>
3: eight yeah, an yeah, a real presidential you, so
1: get, gets you eight get like nine to eleven yeah. as the
3: long yeah. guy on Colbert. Yeah. You know, Fallon doesn't give celebrities nine minutes. So. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's a reason I don't cut down the interviews. When Phil, when Phil
0: Farr- Farr was on here a few yeah. weeks ago, he's like, "Yo, my interview's really long. You're gonna cut this down." I was like, oh, "Probably I'm not."
2: Why?
1: Well, because it's I feel like the People who listen, you are given a choice to engage. And, like, if you're somebody you're driving around, you're really listening. If you're somebody who appreciates conversation, interesting conversation between interesting people, then you want the unredacted, long-form conversation. And it might take you longer to listen to, but, like, who are you to say what part of the conversation somebody's going to get something from? Mm -hmm. Put it all the way out there. If you don't want it, like, we've all got hella technology. Like, just fast forward. If you don't want to listen to the whole thing. But, like, to put Mm -hmm. the... It's the easiest thing to do, but it's nice because it's also you've got the moral high ground when you do it, right? You're yeah, like, yeah. yeah, I'm putting out the whole long form thing. No, I don't want to add the whole long. We doing
3: that was the thing with the drive. Like we were trying to fit in sometimes forty five minute interviews into a thirty minute show, and you're like, like you're losing context and content. So, it's and like, so what, just break out of the to box, box and
1: let it rock. Right. Well,
3: let's be real. That was all just people not checking their emails. That
1: was yeah. the, all, <laughs> all <laughs> the next topics That we just like our Lack communication of internet broke down. You know what I mean? Like I'll tell you, was having that go to a desk to check like checking emails. Emails is something, you gotta force stuff. Because I hate yeah, email on the phone, true. it's a horrible experience. It's terrible.
0: So- all right,
1: so World Cup 2018. Hey, <laughs> hey baby. Who Who uh, made we, it? How many minutes? Ten minutes, minutes, waited. Waited. Ten right minutes later. Ten minutes
0: later. So we did ten minutes of podcasting. A little three-year, time. you know, a talk. Th- it was yeah. a
1: good kick-the-tires talk after three yeah. years. Uh,
0: so, again, folks, World Cup 2018 is going on currently as we speak. We are in the uh, first week of the group stages. Uh, Kev, you've had to sit through a lot of World Cup, as we've mentioned earlier. In the they show. have for sure been playing soccer on the
1: TVs at my house.
0: <laughs> and I know that you were joking around earlier, but has there been any game you may have noticed or watched that you
1: thought was interesting at Not all? I wasn't playing I'm not No yeah. Even, Even that no. Spain-Portugal game With, with who, Ronaldo He wasn't here Ronaldo, Oh you weren't there For that game Yeah no yeah. I don't, No it doesn't matter Like if it gets to a point Where like it's getting late And it's close And people are pressing And you get me on like A sports guy moment Then I'll take yeah, it yeah. But no I'm genuinely Not paying attention right. well, this to who. Is, I don't know any of the brackets I don't know where yeah. anybody is I know that a lot of good teams Have been losing as, like, a yeah. fringe guy, I know a lot of yeah. teams expected to win have been knocked off, and so there's yeah. a lot of, like, going. A lot, a lot of unspectacular yeah. a lot a lot
3: draws. A lot of weird results. Well, that's the so beauty far. of the... So this is, like, the first round of the NCAA tournament, the play-in games of sorts. So, like, the first round, maybe, down to the Sweet this 16. This almost like the... It's almost like the championships before it, right? Yeah, It's yeah, yeah. like
0: there's a little bit of like uh, a like round.
1: conference championship. Yeah, yeah, round almost, robin. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, a round yeah, robin. Yeah. So, thing a team, so the a whole beginning part of it is just basically set games. your position in the bracket. for the, the, the bracket, remaining. Six. right. Okay, for the
3: remaining what? Yeah, 30, 16.
0: Well, I'll give you a very, very brief overview of how this yeah. works. So there are eight groups in the World Cup, and each of the eight groups has four teams in it. Uh, of the four teams, two teams will make it from each group, which will determine your final sixteen, which then go into a
1: bracket, and Knock then out. it's Knock knockout stage. stage. So yeah. thirty-two and sixteen. Okay. Yeah. You yeah. play
3: so, three games in the first round against everyone in your bracket. In yeah, your group, you play everyone oh, in your okay. bracket once. And then you get results based on that. So a tie is not the worst thing right now because they can still win two games and move on. Because you still no got
1: problem. other games to play against right. other people yeah. in the bracket.
0: So I'll just give right you, quick, I'll give you one quick example of that so you can understand. And again, I'm not going to go through every bracket because we've already gone a long time. <laughs> uh, but so let's say Group A is Russia, Saudi Arabia, Egypt, and Uruguay. Right. Right. Uh, of these right. four teams, there are allies.
1: Two... Allies. allies. <laughs> of the United States. <laughs> yes. All. Yeah. Oh, Matter of fact,
0: these Good matches friends of the country. These matches are for control of the United States. So <laughs> this group actually runs the country now. I don't know. The joke's
1: on them. It's already over. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: so uh, you know, these teams will all play each other once, uh, and then the two teams who get out will go to the knockout tournament. In this case, we assume it will be. Uh, Uruguay and Russia, Russia I yeah. guess, based on the early results. Well Russia's right. got the goal difference. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. Have, I would have said yeah. ah, man, Can I say, a, my favorite Egypt and Uruguay would have My be, favorite guess. part of this World Cup so far has been the opening section. I watched the the opening ceremonies. And you know, it's in Russia, so Vladimir Putin is all over the place. And I just love the smug evil look on his face when he's out there like yeah, I just want everyone. It's excellent to... at being a bond villain. Yeah, yeah. So I just want everyone to know it is a shame that capitalist U.S. dog yeah. did not make World Cup because Russian superpower would destroy your yeah. team in front it, of the world. What we you're know, saying, he's...
3: like they have like a half finished mural of Russians crushing Americans in soccer that they had to stop <laughs> yeah. once we didn't qualify for the World Cup. They're like, oh crap. You know? uh, and I guess the other important storyline for you non
0: World Cup watchers <coughs> is that the United States did not qualify for the World Cup 2016.
3: Which is like a travesty because they're not good per se. but they're Better than a lot of these but teams. But it's unacceptable yeah. for them not to be in this tournament. Um, so say what you will about American yeah. soccer. They should be one of the 32 teams playing in this tournament. It's ridiculous.
0: I, and I don't think I'm being like an outrageous soccer fan when I say that the damage in terms of like reputation and like development from this loss is going to be a problem and it's good that they yeah. got the world cup coming in eight years yeah. because now you can it restart has, a cycle it has to yeah.
3: and that's i mean and we thought we had that when 94 when they yeah. did it and everything yeah. like soccer was hot there for a minute coming yeah. out of there like that's when mls first started yeah. and everything so hopefully we get a little bit of a burner out of that but it's got to be in development yeah. and youth we just don't have it so, Parkinson. That's why you need local area arena teams to engage in oh, the development. <laughs> Boom! Six on six indoors in a condensed
1: field is not going to help with a World Cup team. With, with UCs. <laughs> like, UCs. Let's get it done. <laughs>
0: Uh, so Parkinson, is there any particular uh, underdog team or exciting team that you've you know watched? I'm in on Iceland?
3: I don't know if they you qualify are in on Iceland, guilty yeah. baby. But so, uh,
0: if I don't know if they qualify though. The really fascinating story about Iceland, and I don't know the exact numbers, but Iceland's population as a country is very small, right? Right, like the amount, like it's a smaller country than a lot of United States' single, single states, single state. right? Yeah, so yeah. the fact that they've made this World Cup is really amazing. And I read somewhere that during their first World Cup game. Uh, Their 1-1 tie against uh, Argentina, which was quite the showing,
3: 99.7% of the country,
0: of the entire country, was watching the game. That's insane.
3: 0.3% we're, uh, were the ones working at the television station probably right oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, <laughs> people didn't have yeah. time to watch it because they were like working it's crazy dude.
0: I've read a lot of things on Twitter and on Facebook and social media about people watching the World Cup in other
3: parts of the world mm-hmm. and how different it is like other, pa- other countries shut down yeah. I retweeted a video today with a lady in, in Mexico standing in front of the TV giving every player the cross as the camera pointed, yes. pointed to him. she's like giving yeah, the them the lady. religious amazing. Like, yeah so yeah. she's like blessing them via yeah. television. And yeah. Thinking this works, you know that is insane. So you're saying if you can't root for the United States, you are rooting for Iceland. Yeah, and then still Belgium a little bit because they're around me there. So yeah, Belgium, those, those are my two: yeah. Iceland and Belgium. If I got to pick two teams, those are. <laughs>
0: I would say that Belgium for uh, for the non for the non knowing folks, yeah. the knowledgeable folks out there, Belgium is probably the most hipster team to pick.
3: They have a Makes lot Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. They replaced um, a lot of haircuts. A lot of haircuts. <laughs> lot of they hair replaced cuts. the Netherlands there. Netherlands yeah. was the hot pick for like three world cups um, where they're supposed to be that breakthrough and now Belgium's got it. With Portugal even before that. We keep falling into these things. You
0: would include Belgium in the list of about 6 or 7 teams who realistically could win the World Cup. I would say Spain, Belgium, France, Brazil, Germany, uh, and I guess, did I say Spain? Yeah. Uh, I guess that's about it, really. Um, those are, you know,
1: I guess you could argue for England. I don't buy them. I think mm. they're typically English. Uh, it's always interesting to somebody who's not a soccer guy because you root for teams for completely unsoccer related purposes. I have no idea who's, I know that like some teams, like, like Germany and Brazil, always play really good soccer. And I know that, like, Yes. Some of the crumb bomb like sidebag teams like Trinidad and Tobago are probably not gonna win. <laughs> yeah, they're yeah. not. But in the like spirit. you just sort of you root for like narratives. You root for who's yes, yep. presented, who's got good yeah. jerseys. So it's a whole yeah. different experience. Yeah, I want
3: Colombia is another one in there too. I would. So, so if anything, I want to keep the World Cup on our half of the hemisphere. hemispheres. fair? So if yeah, we can Berkeley, do it, yeah, even if it's Brazil, let's just keep it on this side. Like something um, America, North or South. We'll a north America. I'm in the South
1: America, and I feel like we need the uh, yeah. America as a whole. Yeah, let's have the whole thing. I
0: would say this for American fans looking for. Yeah, a couple teams to root for. Here's a few that I could say you can get behind. Um, I would say Mexico. Yeah. Our neighbors to the south. For sure. Well, especially because the game Let against Let
3: the Mexicans Germany. know
1: that it's not all of yeah. us. most of us.
3: Germany was the defending champions, and they whooped up last time, too. Yeah, so, Germany, like, for them to get a draw, that's, like, that's major. They beat them. Mexico beat oh, Germany Oh, they beat them one nothing. That's right. That's even huger. That's, a, that's really which, big. Which, I
0: don't know if you read this. They said that the I peop- told people that. watching in Mexico yeah. City... Moved around or they, jumped out, They actually made an impact on the yeah, Richter scale. Uh, artificial earthquake, they call it. Artificial
3: earthquake. By that's jumping insane. up and down.
0: Uh, I think there's another narrative that's interesting. Uh, you have Portugal with their... With Ronaldo. Uh, with Cristiano Ronaldo. And Argentina with Lionel Messi. Now, neither Ronaldo or Messi have ever won the World Cup. It's one of the few major trophies in the world that has eluded both men. Yeah, Messi doesn't win a lot of things, trophy-wise. Now, so. if, if you got to see one of these all-time greats, Get the World Cup in their last cup. Would you rather see Ronaldo with Portugal or Messi with Argentina? Dude,
3: I'm Messi blew a penalty shot. He did blow Ronaldo a penalty scores shot. The hat trade Ronaldo score a hat trick after winning his track.
1: third straight Champions League. I would be more into Argentina. Yeah, winning a game against Portugal. Yeah, Portugal. Mm. Argentina is the move. Argentina. Argentina's very 21st century victory. I'm I go
3: it. I go back uh, I always talk about FIFA 06 and Portugal used to be called the golden generation where they um, we we're talking about these hipster teams for That's a good long time. Term. Yes, go ahead. But a good long time Portugal was supposed to be yeah. this group of guys that are still there 10 years, 12 years later were supposed to be mm. good 12 years ago. Yeah. So it would be cool kind of narrative mm. that Ronaldo and that generation it takes mm. and that will show you how hard the World Cup is is that mm. this deemed Next generation still took 12 years to achieve mm-hmm. World Cup status. You know, it's not that simple no matter how World good Cup's you are. World tough. You only know.
1: play every four years, so, like, right. a lot of time.
3: You got to qualify. We didn't, like, it's it, still a tournament in between all of it, too.
0: What's even crazier about the World Cup to me is, much like the Olympics, right, a lot of, there's only so many games, it's very short. Like, for a team like, uh, let's say, I don't know, Switzerland, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, sure. And I'm just picking any team. They're probably playing three games and going home, and that's it. Yep. You how play long
1: for, How long of a period did they play in three games? A uh, week oh, and a half, days, maybe. Yeah, like yeah. Seven days. Seven eight days, days. Eight days, eight
0: days. You know what I mean? Depends on, kay. maybe three Thur- weeks, two, Thursday three weeks, Thursday to tops. a Monday to a Thursday, I'd say. They're, they're playing they're every Thursday. day, and it's three days between games. So mm-hmm. you'd say about, maybe two weeks, tops. You know what I mean? Like that's happened to the US many times you get in you don't do well in three, you go home, right? Yep. Um, I'm excited for this World Cup. I do think that if I had to deadlock put my money on somebody, I had to put my money on somebody. Mm-hmm. I think I'm taking Brazil. Why? So Brazil last year because
3: you want to keep your money as a full, <laughs> like if
1: you're betting so as <laughs> a full outsider, Brazil is a super cool pick. Well, you Brazil's like the Yankees. The you like the Lakers. About... Of course, you guys pick. Oh, oh wow! I well, mean, if you had to turn into that, I'd go ahead and push right in the <laughs> ground. <laughs> no, Brazil's always like, yeah, these guys are wild at soccer and it's their own thing, and I don't even understand mm-hmm. it. Who knows what they're doing? Brazil, Brazil, Brazil. They, uh,
3: they got mopped. They hosted well, the last one. Well, that's, they got cleaned right? up on it. Why do we sympathize? Well, that's
0: what I'm saying. They got last year or last World Cup in Brazil. Yep. They were humiliated by Germany. 7-1. Yeah, yeah, destroyed. In really, front of their home crowd. I remember crowd. that. Yeah. Damn near impossible. I know nothing about
1: soccer and I remember that. Yeah. They got beat by like 101. Yeah, it was embarrassing. It'd be like
3: the worst loss Brazil ever
1: had. Yeah, yeah one of the yeah, worst yeah. losses ever. ever. Grown,
0: uh, grown adults crying in the stands. Just, yeah. getting, um, just
1: mentally brittle and shook yeah. on the field. Yeah, were, and since then,
0: they've completely revamped the team. They got younger, they got faster. you gotta they got to cut those guys out.
1: They're they're yeah. damaged mentally yeah. for life. Like, and, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. You can't drop that out. guy yeah. he's shot. he's shot. Germans crushed him. They got unlike, PTSD. And <laughs> unlike
0: these teams like Portugal and uh, and Argentina who are running out these same guys for the last 4, 8, 12 years because this new talent doesn't come up, Brazil mm-hmm. has the ability to yeah, revamp yeah, yeah, with yeah. younger, better guys because there's so much natural like soccer talent Brazil's coming through Brazil's packed Brazil. full of yeah. people. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I think Brazil is like the good pick, little revenge action. How do you feel about visiting Brazil? Into it? Yeah, for sure. I like South America. Yeah. I like all the South American countries. You trying to go know. city or you trying to go jungle? I'm trying to go to city because I'd like to see some wild stuff. Jungle's little. <laughs> I don't like
3: bugs. The city of, of Brazil's more wild
1: than the jungle. You're not I'm yeah. trying to go to You something. want to see wild stuff? So you're gonna avoid the streets. Wild in the streets, board, uh, so the streets.
3: yeah. yeah. Now, I'm not into that. You're, to you're gonna, gonna get stabbed too. in the I streets in Brazil was stabbed in
0: the
1: jungle. I don't think it ruins. matters. <laughs> I'm trying <to> see, like <laughs> pyramids and stuff. I'm
0: trying to go to the Mexican ruins, like all those like Mexican temples, like step temples. That's what True. I'm trying to see. Um,
3: so, Parkinson, who do you got? Who do you think win the World Cup? Uh, if I have to pick, it's hard to pick against Germany. Yeah, um, when Rutan. they get into a li- little bit there, but I, I'm going to go with. I'm gonna go with Belgium. I like to see Ramulu get, get it, I Belgium, guess. Yeah. I mean as, former Everton superstar. Yeah, guy, I'm not um, as angry anymore. Manchester United. But mm-hmm. okay, yeah, or I mean Iceland's not gonna win it. So no. I would say realistically you're looking at Belgium. Portugal would be nice, Spain would be a good narrative firing their coach. Yeah. Um so there's a there's a couple of things there, I think. Kev, okay, you wanna pick somebody? I you know I do. Um is Ireland
0: involved? No, the closest you would go there is probably England's. And that all league.
1: these teams are lucky because they're not. So if the Irish yeah. aren't going to be in there because they've obviously been screwed. um, The great secondary like, tournament of America and Ireland. I was like Brazil. Yeah. Argentina would be cool. Uh, is Canada in? No. no. They haven't made it in Mexico. Mexico, I'm into Mexico. I like Mexico yeah. quite a bit. Um, Canada hasn't rum, made man.
3: the World Cup since yeah. 1986. Is that a fact? Yeah.
0: yeah. I, have one last, uh, I have one last World Cup story that I'll share with you. I was watching a, a
3: pretty...
0: Uh, a meaningless game. I didn't have a horse. in. It was Peru versus Denmark. It was earlier. Uh, it was earlier this week, and Denmark went up one nothing. And for the second half of the game, Peru was killing them, running yeah. all over the place. I
1: feel crazy. like these South American teams should be coming out face paint. <laughs> they should. They should. <laughs> the ultimate. <laughs> they out like yeah. football player, like war paint, face paint, like the Incas, Aztecs, all that. Just lean into it, man. So this Peruvian team is coming down. They are. They are
0: bearing down on this Denmark team, and somehow, some way, Denmark. Salvages the one-nil no victory. They just they just sat back on defense in Peru. At the end of the game, all these Peru players are on the ground crying, jerseys over their face, right? And they're just really, really upset. And then there's one dude on Peru, this big giant defender, who is screaming. He is angry. And he going around to every player who's on the ground with his shirt over their head crying. He's grabbing them. He's like, get up, stand up, stop crying, like take your shirt off. Like we should have won this game. You shouldn't be sad. You should be angry. We got robbed, right? And I just loved... I loved it. I loved this whole moment where this guy was like bringing well, blew up his They a whole penalty t-
3: shot as well. Yeah, there was a whole... Game. Yeah, a whole, yeah a whole they se- outshot him. They should have yeah. won that game it for intents m- and purposes. So very, very much yeah. too. Go ahead. No, no, it was just that raw emotion
0: that you only see with something like a country where it means so it's much nice. to you. It's nice, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From yeah. so yeah, so yeah. somebody who's
1: really, really tangentially paying attention to the narrative, which is interesting to somebody who's out on the fringe, seems to be that like a lot of the old power structures are not coming out looking as good as they did. And there's a lot of these yeah. like... Teams of the future, like some of these more out there South American teams and some of these weird little like middle Iceland, European yeah, countries yeah. rolling out and hitting things, yeah. and that's a really appealing narrative because everybody can get behind an underdog. I also tell anybody with an underdog story. Yeah. I also
0: really like the idea that like I said this before, but once every four years you get really like tangentially connected to some country that you have no reason to get connected to. Of course, to. yeah. And it's also interesting the way that these countries do sort of buy into I wouldn't want to say the stereotypes, but these like commonalities, like the German team is very tough and efficient and, like, they have this mentality. It's very German. The U.S. team is very, like, they hustle. It's They're that not old
1: uh, chestnut the yeah. stereotypes are stereotypes for a reason. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, great yeah. To watch. The Germans get a rap for a reason. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But there's, like, it's great to watch it sort of play out in a weird way in soccer. Yeah. Like, these teams sort of embody yeah. their country's ethos and, like, what yeah. brings them well, out. It's when very interesting. we
3: watch interesting. Premier League. They fire coaches every 15 yeah. to 18 months, yeah, which means true. they literally change styles and players once a year, once every two mm-hmm. years, whereas, like, I mean, these soccer teams internationally, they have a style and an identity and they stay with that for decades and decades and decades you you rarely even see that in professional anymore because the turnover and stuff like that but these players can be new four years uh, later but germany will play the same exact way it doesn't matter who the coach or the players is because that's how german football is and that's how you showcase it a better state it's interesting to watch these
1: teams be able to pass on and develop like a an ethic and a culture and a team like strategy and identity over like bunches of years and decades like that like yeah the germans play football this way right now because this is how the germans have played it for 40 years we're brutal and efficient this is our culture it's crazy to be able to pass that baton and be able to kind of relight that torch when you need it it's like a more distilled version of the olympics it's easier to ascribe each team because it's just one yeah it's one sport it's one game it's one discipline there's not too much it's just each team in this game that everybody loves all at one time it's really interesting
3: it's uh it's also, soccer is arguably the most popular sport in the world, right? It's not like, it is. It is. It is. There's no yeah. argument. There's so to no win the yeah. World Cup and have it be in your country as the representative of this is where the yeah. best soccer played is yeah. a major, major It's going to be like, crazy
1: if they do it for the next one. They were saying they're going to do like Canada, United States, say. and Mexico as like North yeah, two, America. Two more from now, it's yeah.
0: yeah. interesting, too, Parentheses because... Parentheses globalists, <laughs> right? yeah. uh, So what's funny about that, too, is uh, typically what happens, one of the benefits of getting the World Cup and hosting it is your country gets an automatic, automatic bid. bid. So people are wondering, does this mean that Canada, Mexico, and the U.S. will get uh, automatic bids? Korea and Japan both when they split it? Because they did do that. So that's... Uh, But what they're saying is by this time in in an eight-year cycle, the World Cup is already thinking about expanding out to 48 teams anyway. And if that was the case... Both the U.S. and Mexico yeah, are probably be, making it anyway. Be, they
1: would be crazy not to. Right?
0: Yeah, like, I mean, why I mean, not?
1: Right? It's growing, and it's, it seems like everything keeps yeah. growing, 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 yeah. and getting critical mass. So they're gonna keep if you can rope more teams in, participate, and find your you know, space. that uh, everybody so has and teams.
0: And there's your marketing pitch for the for this thing. Three countries, the biggest World Cup of all, yeah, all time, time, right? Like, yeah. There's your WWE-style pitch, the Super Cup. Cup, yeah, 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 yeah. Western Western World Cup hemisphere, on steroids, like the, yeah. yeah. like the,
1: the battle for the West, <laughs> Northwest quadrant of the globe. Uh,
0: before we get away from uh, soccer, since we're sort of half talking about it, uh, I never asked you about CM Punk. Uh, for those of you folks who know we're big wrestling fans, CM Punk was a uh, one of the most popular WWE wrestlers of the last 10 years. He's a
1: 39-year-old man who decided he was an MMA fighter 18 months ago. It's not working out. <laughs> <laughs> you think there's any
0: chance we ever see Punk fight another UFC match,
3: number one? No. The
1: question is, are you more likely to see him fight a UFC match or a wrestling match again?
3: I think for his sake, he needs to get back into a wrestling ring ASAP. I don't care who it's for and how much money he makes to do it, but he should be wrestling ASAP. Because the money
1: on the table, for Well,
3: sure. I mean, he is the all-time low stock right now in terms of just being a person. He was, uh, you know, super draw, making a lot of money, doing these things, defiantly left his previous employment, went to go do something else that hasn't worked out for him. If he wants to stay and kind of redeem some of his reputation a little bit, getting back into the wrestling ring makes more sense because now he's not fighting UFC again. He's going to go get beat up on what's one of the crummy promotions there, uh Bellator, Bellator. <laughs> yeah. he won't even win there. He'll lose the Kimbo Slice or something. So who
0: look? Cares? At the end of the day, I don't. It's never a good idea to alienate the people who actually still like you. Wrestling yeah. fans still like CM Punk. I don't know if a lot of other people are like even know who he is.
1: Yeah. Right? Well, the question comes down to: Does a guy like that need it? Does like, he? Will he ever need? From what he has right now, I don't know what his what he opportunities needs. are right now. That's the thing. Like, does he need another penny from anybody? Because if he doesn't, if you're all set and you don't need yeah. anybody's money anymore then you get the rare, rare opportunity to live your life as you see fit for every day for the rest of your life, and nobody can tell you nothing about well, it. Well, here's the big and thing. And if he's there, here's the
3: man th- boogie, because isn't that what we all want? Here's <laughs> the big thing, is that when Lesnar came back, he got all of these things that Punk really worked for in his yeah. contract in terms of liberties and stuff. I think Punk, this was Punk's little way of being like, I can go to UFC too and just win a couple of matches and come back. Yeah. Like, anybody can, this isn't that impressive. And I think he went over there maybe with a little bit of a mindset that if he scored a couple wins in UFC went back to WWE, then he's on a status that yeah. he was ultimately fighting for before he left. It just didn't work out for him. So now it kind of knocked him down. Like, he'll walk back into a main event picture in wrestling. He'll never get there in mixed martial arts. If we were watching a wrestling pay-per-view like we were this weekend and call the personality came
0: on, we all would have lost our shit. I would have thrown somebody through the window. I, very, yeah, I, I didn't even watch Punk exciting. when
1: he was around. I would have yeah. put somebody through that window. Uh,
0: all right, so that's it. Uh, that was our little World Cup behind-the-scenes wrestling you know, conversation. Maybe parting shots. I mean, I I'm to guess something thinking about. I guess, UFC is, is trash,
3: by the way, so I hope he just okay. stops doing it because it seems to be a waste of his time. Okay. Uh, he's getting punched in the face for real and not doing well at it. He can come back and wrestle and say take, whatever dude. he wants on the microphone. That's what I love.
0: Um. I don't really have any hot takes against UFC. It's not really my bag. I like my sports to be scripted enough where I feel like I'm going to get my money's worth when I watch it, right? Like You can never guarantee the UFC fight's going to be good. It's like boxing. It's fair. You're, it's like 50. It could be, you know, great. It could be shit, so.
1: In an unrelated tangent, uh, Vince Staples is underappreciated and underrespecting Ooh. his time, and everybody will see it in the future. Please listen to all of it.
0: Follow Justin Made in Utica. Uh, any books, albums, movies?
1: God damn it. <laughs> just get a personal Twitter. <laughs> uh, no I don't need one. Just uh, Justin
3: at Made in Utica yeah. anything. Any books, albums, movies or shows you're watching real quick before you head Jade out? Utica. Oh, um you're off West s- guess? Uh I'm not off it. I'm just kind oh, of taking of my time. Yeah, yeah, I'm just I'm just catching up on it. like it's not as as must watch for me. Um sta- Netflix has been doing pretty good with their um their true crime stuff. Like, the the Staircase one was pretty uh, good. Yeah, I, awesome. heard, that. I heard, good. heard that was Wild good. Wild Wild good. Country was really good. So they've I've been, been hitting Luther. on some you of ever those. watched Luther? Yeah. I haven't gotten all the way through. I've only... I've
1: been told a million times. I'm this almost one done with, like, the first season. It's pretty cool. It's weird to see you just elbow with the English accent yeah. even though he is a British Yeah, name. yeah,
3: I know, right? It's Americanized well. But, yeah, that's I, the I the would go... Uh, those serial series on Netflix. Yeah. There's enough to keep you busy for a few months, so... Uh, if you want to read Justin's controversial article, go no. to madeinutica dot com. You took it down. I didn't take it down. It's just been. I'm not gonna get into it about where it is, but it's around. You hit. Yeah, no, well, there's I, a long story short here. There's a. Uh, if this impossible is where, for you. No. Well, if 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 this is where you want us to go, then I don't. We'll be pulling stuff. If that's what people want out of this stuff, and the, well, our King voice. Katie's beat to him be, with
1: an inch of his life I'm broke. Nah. It's, there's
3: <laughs> there's it's. Uh, I thought you did... It's the things that you want to say that you can't, so you try to do it in a way that does it, that, you know, I not I'll say this, it's, it's, I'm not even, I'm not,
0: I'm going to say, I'll say this, I thought you did some pretty nice, extensive journalism. I was impressed by how much research
3: and how much work you did on that article. It's readily available information, which is yeah. crazy. I
1: to wish me. they could see that look on your face right <laughs> now, <laughs> in your America tank yeah. top. Well... These are the questions. It's good to have a chat out here. Go ahead. These are
3: questions that aren't being asked, and it's not answers that people would be given. So, if it's a conversation starter or whatever, it's just one of those things, you know. Love it or hate it, it is what it is. All right, folks, we have guests in the green room, so we're going to call it for this bonus
0: segment. Thanks for joining us again. Three years, 156 episodes. Uh, We'll get back to the rest of the show with Heather in just a moment. Thanks, Justin. Yeah, yeah. Hey, and again thank you so much uh, libertarian gubernatorial candidate New York State 2018 Larry Sharp you can go to LarrySharp with an E dot com. he's all over social media pretty active on social media actually I posted a picture of me and him on here and we got lots of uh, responses on the Unicast <laughs> Twitter page Uh I spared you guys history lessons last week. You we did?
2: Because I recall that we still talked about history. (laughs) We did the
0: pop culture one, right? It was different. Uh but I brought them back this week, and Uh, surprise, surprise, we're all kind of about pop culture, weirdly. Um so uh I you'll be you'll notice though that I don't have a full printout sheet with highlights this week. So I'm gonna keep it a little bit keep it a little bit gangster. Uh all right.
2: Yep, he went there. I did, I did.
0: (laughs) Uh all right. On this day. 1978, the first cartoon strip of Garfield premiered in 41 papers worldwide. Or, yeah, yeah, countrywide. Do you guys know what town Garfield's supposed to be from? Little known fact. No.
2: no.
0: Muncie, Indiana. No,
2: but of course. Never, would have never. <laughs>
0: uh, today, Garfield appears in more than 2,580 uh, publications uh, currently. And I read this a couple days ago and it blew somebody's mind. Jim Davis, the guy who created Garfield, is one of the richest, like, people in America. He's worth, like, $800 million. Uh, if you think about all the money that Garfield pulls in, it pulls in, like, anywhere between $7.5 to $1 billion annually in terms of, like, uh, merchandising yeah, sales. It's insane. Garfield. What do you know?
2: Go
1: Garfield.
0: Um, I had a lot of... I don't know if you guys ever had these around my house when I was a kid. We had a lot of like comic strip compilations. My mom had all these books. She had like Ziggy, oh, and Ziggy. yeah, Farside and Garfield and Peanuts. And there's one more. And obviously Calvin and Hobbes. That was more of me. But I don't know it was like a thing we just always had around the house. I remember mm-hmm. reading the, the, Garfield strips, yeah. and some of them are actually all right.
1: A lot of people just like Garfield. I liked Garfield movies. a lot when I was really young. Yes, yeah, so I did. When I was super young, like grade school, before yeah. I was old enough to really lean into Calvin and Hobbes, and Calvin yeah. and Hobbes would switch me off of Garfield.
0: Yeah, for sure. Garfield had the cartoon more than I remember the cartoon stri- the comic strip. Like there was a cartoon on like Saturday morning cartoon when I was a kid. I
1: vaguely remember that, yeah. He mm-hmm. yeah.
2: had yeah, Heathcliff. That was on after five Well Heathcliff
0: years. was a was, was a, a shameless watch-off. ripoff <laughs> of Except for I was all
2: about him though. I liked him better. <laughs> He's like
0: it's there. Yeah, he was a little he had like cat friends, yeah. right? He had a whole crew of other cats that he would hang around with. <laughs> Alright, I'm gonna get to the next history lesson when it takes more of the Scott first. Mm. It's still Jameson.
1: I like how you call any brown liquor scotch. (laughs) Isn't that how it works? Like, you you get, like, some dark spiced rum, and you're like, ah, that's a scotch. It's a very sweet scotch. Um, On this day,
0: 1987, I don't even have any follow-up for this. Ah, uh, the Ben and Jerry's flavored cherry Garcia debuts, My mom's favorite ice cream. Mom's a wicked smart lady. No, you don't like it. I like her
2: probably, I met her do like cherry <laughs> Garcia though.
0: What's your? You have a Ben and Jerry's ice cream of choice. I do.
2: I like the brown um, brownie fudge, chocolate brownie fudge, chocolate brownie fudge. And then I just got pistachio last night. I've never had it. Mm. Pistachio?
0: Yeah, I Does know. Does it have pistachios in it? Yeah. It's probably all right. I can get behind I know. that. I know. Have you got any Ben and Jerry's flavor um, choice?
1: I always like Cherry Garcia. Oh. Cherry Garcia is pretty good. I like cherries. Um, I like anything with a, uh, with like a, cone or pretzel or graham cracker, any kind of like mm. crunch ish type element mixed yeah, yeah, in. It yeah. works well for me. Huh. Chubby Hubby,
2: that's a good one. Chubby Hubby doesn't Hubby's it have good? like
1: banana? Uh, not bananas, like nuts in it. No, it's got
2: like pretzels. Am I looking for nuts? Pretzels. Mm. Yeah, it's got pretzels and all that stuff
0: oh, and nuts. You with no. the Rocky Road. Ugh. No, I'm no, like Rocky. As I get older, I actually I didn't like chocolate ice cream when I was a kid. Now, as I get older, I prefer like a chocolate ice cream. Cookie. Yeah, I don't prefer chocolate. ice I cream. I prefer more vanillas than
2: yeah. chocolate now.
0: Absolutely. I still like vanilla, but like if you give me a chocolate ice cream, I'm less annoyed about it now than I was as a kid. I'll say that. I still like anything. Like I still get a vanilla milkshake if I get a milkshake. All right. On this day, 1999, uh, Kevin and I's favorite author Stephen King was hit by a car, he suffered a collapsed right lung, multiple leg fractures, scalp lacerations, and a broken hip. Uh, it was around this, during the, re, his recovery from this period, he wrote the book Dreamcatcher, but he was, uh, also on Oxycontin, he claims he didn't really enjoy the book in mm-hmm. hindsight, doesn't remember much about it. I remember this being, like, a big deal back then, but I sort of forgot that it happened until I saw this history lesson. It was a long time ago. It was a long time ago. Um, again, we talk about Stephen King all the time, I just, it's weird to think that this happened and I just totally forgot it. I feel like I would have remembered what this. What year
2: was that,
1: 1999? Yeah, so you were probably, 18, like, 13
2: we were
0: into Stephen King at 13 though we were into that
1: yeah but like it wasn't it's it's not the way that it is now where like it happened and then you were beat over the head with like blogs and tweets, tweets and yeah. memes yeah, for 27 you, you know and... 27 straight days into your pocket and like retrospectives and then backlash the inevitable backlash
0: <laughs> um, it does make me think of that one family guy joke where Brian is driving in the car and he hits the guy in the in the street and he's like oh my god are you Stephen King and he's like no I'm Dean Koontz." then he backs up over him again that's always I always enjoyed that one um, Alright, on this day in 2001, the very first Fast and the Furious movie premiered in theaters. Uh, it has gone on to have seven sequels worldwide and has gathered a total of $5.1 billion as a franchise.
2: It's insane. Uh,
0: the first movie was made for $38 million. It made $207 million back back uh, worldwide, and it isn't really that good of a movie like the fast the fast and the furious like movies kind of get so bad i like it's all right i feel like these are it's a weird movie they kind of get better oh, as they move farther really? along
2: oh. because
0: they got a little more self-aware about how outrageous they were
2: they just want outrageous is what they did they want i don't know
0: yeah but that's sort of they've leaned into the outrageousness. i think that like there's the one the first one where the rock shows up i think that's fast and the furious five that's like the best mix of like outrageous and pretty dope <laughs> Also, Fast and the Furious is a perfect example of what I've talked about as movie theater movies. These are movies that are best seen in a movie theater because you're going to lose something in translation if you watch it at home. It's much better to watch it in a full theater with other people. Just the reaction of the crowd. Watching people laugh at Vin Diesel deliver dramatic dialogue is always better (laughs) in a crowd of people. Uh, Shout out to the late Greg Paul Walker.
1: That's all I have for that. You got a favorite Fast and the Furious movie? Um, Tokyo Drift I mean favorite has got to be the first one <laughs> the first favorite one favorite has to be the, it has to be the favorite yeah it might not be the best one but it's the favorite one for sure fair enough uh, on
0: this day in 2010 uh, Eminem released his album Recovery uh, which became the best selling album of that year uh, I, I wonder sometimes Eminem is one of those things that I feel like I aged out of you ever feel like there's something that you were like young you enjoyed somewhat when you were <laughs> tons younger tons of things this is one of the premier things. Like, I go back now and even listen to old Eminem songs. I'm like, I don't know if I like this now. Did I ever really like this? Was it just provocative? It
2: right? It's different. I it think was... That's probably why I liked it so much when I was.
0: Like, I always go back to like that song Kim, right? The song he wrote about like oh. killing his wife, right? Like at the time it was so like, ooh, Edgy, what a weird thing to write. And he got controversy. Like, I don't... Now I look at him like, this is kind of a shitty thing to do. <laughs> like, write a song about I feel
2: like he disappeared for a little while, too, though. Well, he
0: went to so, that rehab, right? Yeah,
2: so he disappeared for us. while, he so kind of forgot about him for a little bit.
0: What was the pinnacle for Eminem? Eight Mile? Like, the movie Eight Mile? Is that probably, like, the height of his cultural right,
1: powers? Yeah. Probably. It's actually kind of a good movie. I, kind of yeah. like, a movie.
2: I like it. Exactly. I, like sure. eight mile. I actually watched it like a few months ago. So. You guys are saying
1: that, like you're not supposed to, isn't it? It's like a... no. Is it like considered a good movie? I don't know if people love Eight Mile. If you like it and you thought it was a good movie, it's a good movie. The people, I, the people like Eight Mile. It's, it's wildly not like you hear talking
2: about Eight Mile. Like, it's
1: been a long time.
0: I think about the soundtrack more than the movie, but the actual movie is I it was good. pretty compelling. Yeah. yeah. Also because you'd think that he was, like, sleeping with Nicole Kidman at the time when she's in the movie, and that's super weird when you think about the fact that she's playing like his mom, right? Kim Basinger. Kim Basinger, that's right. Kim Basinger. There you go. Who I always confuse because they were both in terrible Batman movies. (laughs) Well, one of them was in a good Batman movie. All right, last one. On this day, 2017, uh, famed actor Daniel Day-Lewis announced his retirement from acting. His final film was The Phantom Thread, which I did not see. Do you guys see it?
2: No.
0: Uh, You got a favorite Daniel Day-Lewis performance? Who, Who is he? He was in uh, There Will Be Blood. He was in um, Gangs in New York. He's no, in... No. I don't not... have one. Right. Kev, you're Last the Mohicans? Last of the Mohicans? <laughs> oh, yeah. Him. The main okay, guy. Got it.
2: The yeah. Mohican. Yeah, I got he it. He was good. Guess he I'm wasn't Long Rifle, right? that movie.
1: That one. <laughs> that one. <laughs> What's your favorite Dan... You're a big Dan Lewis guy. Again, the difference between best and favorite... Uh, my favorite is Gangs of New York. Gangs of Bill New York. Bill the Butcher. It's... That was the one that really got me to be like, oh wait, who the hell is this guy? Because I was like probably 15 or 16 when it came out, so I went back and looked at other movies, but um, There Will Be Blood was, was yeah, ama- it was a mass class, it was amazing. Um, he was probably a better actor in that movie, but Bill the Butcher mm-hmm. will always have the soft spot.
0: So here's my pretentious answer. Uh, when of I was <laughs> When I was in Hunter College, mm-hmm. uh, I took... My left foot, isn't it? My left foot. Yeah, yeah. God damn it. Because I took, I took an acting course. I had to take an elective. So one of the things I could take was, uh, like, stage acting 101. And I was like, all right, this seems like something I could get behind. I enjoyed it. And I did have a lot of fun, actually. It was a good course. I learned a lot about, like, uh, it was taught by an old Russian lady. And she was amazing. She was, like, the stereotype of every acting teacher you've ever heard. Like, you must feel the part. You know what I mean? Like, she had, like, the very, she was very excited. Um But she told us to watch this movie, My Left Foot, starring Daniel Daniel Lewis, and it's about—he's like an artist, or he's a famous historical figure who is paralyzed, but he can use his foot, and he uses his foot to make paintings— it's a really outrageous concept on paper, but it's so good. It's way better yeah. than it has any right to be. <laughs> and, like, ever since and then... He's
1: like, yeah, bro.
0: It's good. Wait. Look it up. My left foot. It's he a really... Good. He won an Academy Award for it. It's really good. A lot uh, of people won Academy awards. awards. for a lot. I know, He well, knew this, uh, I'm I'm Lewis, it was fun.
1: they
0: he's notorious for being a, a method actor, where he will stay in character uh, the whole time when he's doing uh, prep for a movie. So I have to ask, that he's probably an asshole, Right. Like to be on set with it probably yeah, it probably sucks right <laughs> like he's if you're another actor you're like so what do you think of the craft table and he's like good day I'm like all right all right, <laughs> okay all right Daniel I'll leave you to your to your what, to your process <laughs> man uh, all right so that's it that's our history lessons for this week uh, it's very warm in here and uh, we've already gone so ten minutes warm. Uh, so I'm gonna blast through a couple of these here uh, I got your thoughts on this the World Health Organization came out today. Uh, and classified gaming addiction or gaming disorder as a mental health condition.
2: Um, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. People yeah. die playing video games. <laughs>
0: Characteristics <laughs> include a loss of control and escalation despite negative consequences. Uh, the, the issue is that a lot of people say it's a bit too early because there's not. it's only a small proportion of actual people who game who have this problem. It seems kind of early to call it a mental health
1: issue. Well.
2: At least you're starting with something. It's. I feel <laughs> like
1: I feel like if people are having a mental problem, then it's an issue with their mental health. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't... Right, right. Uh, it's somewhat controversial. I will say, I don't... I see it
0: with younger kids more than with older folks, right? Like I, I have... don't see
1: the older folks that are addicted to games.
0: That's true. Where yeah, the hell are you going to see them? House. They don't come out.
2: Like, yeah, they're in their house yeah. playing.
0: That's a good point. See cuz I have seen like young kids be like I didn't do my homework and it's like why cuz I was playing Fortnite till 3 in the morning right and it's like all right is that that's not a mental health issue,
1: that's just you it's being me No, worried, those yeah. aren't, I, th- I feel like those aren't the people they're talking about at all. These
2: are people who are... Those are
1: like, us when we were kids. Oh, I didn't you do your homework. Oh, I was out playing yeah. like Madden until but three These in are the people morning.
2: who are scared to leave their house, These are the who people who are like 28
1: though. years old and they haven't gone yeah. anywhere besides playing video games and yeah, just they do they nothing and spend all oh, their money their and time outlet. on gaming. Like World of Warcraft people, yeah. League oh, of Legends, them boys. They don't No, it's a good point. Uh, uh, And there's
0: three major... They said there's three major diagnostic features that characterize as gaming disorder. Uh, One is that gaming behavior takes precedent over other activities to the extent that the other activities are taken to the periphery. Uh, Second is impaired control of these behaviors. Even when the negative consequences occur, uh, behavior continues and escalates. And the third is that the condition leads to significant distress and impairment in personal, family, social, education, or occupational uh, functioning. So, again... Makes total sense. I've seen a lot of kids like just stop doing stuff. I've seen a lot of adults stop doing stuff. I've lost a lot of time in my life to Fallout. I don't necessarily think oh, it's okay. a gaming disorder, but I can see it. I understand like the fringes of what someone's mm. life would be like if they're like, nah, fuck it. This is my life now. I live in the I, I live in the digital wasteland. My life,
2: though I can't
0: comprehend. Oh, no. That,
2: I can't comprehend what that must be. Like. The
0: video games. It's just- it's all—it's the same thing as anything else. It's like escapist. You must really feel really crappy about the life you lead. Like You just want any escape from the depression or sadness of your current situation or something that makes you feel... It's like there's a really good sense. joke in It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia where they're like, when you're doing good in the game, it kind of feels like you're doing good in real life. Right? And that's like a joke, but not really... Like When a kid wins in Fortnite, you really does feel like it's a social benefit for him. You can post that on some social media platform or something and be like, yo, check it out. Like You get buzz, you get likes, you get retweets. In this digital world, that has currency for some people, right? And that's where I can see this becoming a real issue as we become more and more ingrained. It's going to be the Ready Player One in like 10 years. This is what our life's like. We're all going to live in the oasis or whatever. Uh, All right. Um, So I can't believe we're still talking about Roseanne, but uh, Roseanne today. Uh, well, here's the thing. There's a Roseanne spinoff reportedly moving ahead as Roseanne Barr agrees to walk away from the show. So now they're going to do the show about her daughters. Yeah, they were talking about a couple weeks ago. The yeah. Darlene, she's going to be Darlene. Isn't that just going to be like a whole other thing? Like, Isn't that going to piss off the other side that, like, after Which Rose, other side? The side that was mad that Roseanne got canceled in the first place. Oh, they who think gives a shit? I think it The Nazis? I,
2: I, th- I think it will Yeah, work. man. I
0: think it will work because she's a she's Yeah, of a good
2: course,
0: character. people still watch. She's a strong
2: character, I think. It will
0: yeah. Work. I wonder if it, it just seemed weird to me. It's like, why are we still doing this? Why do we keep beating because this? Like, always, does,
2: they,
1: does Roseanne matter that much to people? I think it owes it to the
2: people who. I think yeah, people keep who are working right. Outside. That's a good point. Like, people cared a lot
1: about the show. They like of these people. They like Goodman. They like Sarah Gilbert. They like Sarah Chalk. They like that girl from Shameless. Do There's no think, reason they should all have to stop working just because yeah, everybody forgot that a Roseanne's chance. a horrible racist. They
0: will have to give her some go away money, which is something to keep in mind. That they're gonna have to pay her That's a fine. bunch of money. We'll uh, they care. ABC's we'll got the money. So. ABC's <laughs> Disney.
1: Um, <laughs> Disney don't
0: have the money. Do you think they're gonna? <laughs> right. Do you think they'll kill her off like the way they did to Charlie Sheen and two I guys? Don't like, know. like, will it be some like hilarious? Like, oh, she fell on a maga hat and choked to death. Like, I don't even. know. Like, will it be some like nonsense? Will they like push it off in one line or? No. Or will it be like? She moved away. I don't know. I'm I know, curious. I'm just thinking
2: about
0: uh, that. Nah, no, uh, right. So, uh, where are we at? We're at 15 minutes. All right. Uh, I'm not going to talk about the Star Wars prequel thing. Star Wars is lame. We'll move on from that. Uh, I'm not going to talk about Richard Painter. He's the Minnesota Senate, uh, Senate candidate. But check out his campaign ad. It's one of the funniest ads I've ever seen. It's literally him standing in front of a real dumpster fire. Being like, are you tired of this dumpster fire? Stop. I'll put it out. Like no. It's a really good comparison. It's also got some really crappy digital water effect. It's really good.
2: Save that forever. We'll
0: watch it afterwards. It's definitely worth it. Uh, And the last one for our last segment on episode one fifty six, three years, we're going to talk about John Travolta. Oh, so guys, I don't know if you read about this. We talked a little bit about Rotten Tomato scores with Jurassic World a few weeks ago, and how I sort of think that Rotten Tomato scores are kind of useless because the way they work is it only determines whether a movie is better than crap, right? Like anything above Mm -hmm. fifty is a fresh, everything below it is whatever, right? John Travolta's lowest uh, newest film Gotti which is he's been in, it's been in pre- uh, production for years like
2: 10 years or something yeah yeah <laughs> uh,
0: it got the rare distinction of a zero percent rating Ooh, on Rotten tome uh, Rotten tomatoes uh, 13 reviews all of them considered it rotten thus giving it the very rare zero rating I don't think anyone is surprised by this because no. uh, Travolta's kind of a mess It's horrible but I figured we'd try a little game here on the way out. Something new for episode uh, 156. Uh, it's called "Where Did He Go Wrong." So I'm gonna run through a little bit of his filmography here. It's a couple, couple.
1: Like... Not coming out of the closet in the '80s. Fair point. It's a fair point. You uh know who you are, man. I know it was a different time, but come on, it's not <laughs> that serious. White. <laughs> she knows well because like there was a this period poor rich wife <laughs> I know. There there's a go. period of time though when he was like one of the biggest stars in
0: America and then he also had a comeback in the 90s so it wasn't like he didn't have chances out in Hollywood for almost like 30 years but it's mm-hmm. sort of sad to see so let to run through this real quick he's in Carrie in 1976 okay. and then he's in Saturday Night Fever in 77 which I've never actually seen that's when he becomes a star right but that's the movie right that's yeah. the moment right mm-hmm. so 78
1: he does well, when was he on Welcome Back Cotter Mm, I would have to look that up. I feel like that got him the movie roles. Cotter? Yeah. Yeah, I'd have think... to... Cotter was, let
0: me see here, 1975 to
1: 1979,
0: and then yeah. he was in Boy in the Plastic Bubble in
3: 1976.
0: I forgot about that movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, so let me get back to the top here, though. So, Greece in 1978, that's a classic. Yeah. People love it. Urban Cowboy, which is not a good movie, but movie. people like it. And it's, I like
3: that movie. <laughs> this movie has
0: not aged well. If you want to see a movie that really does not yes. age well, watch John Travolta say to his wife, Sissy, I'll apologize straight back to the first time I ever hit you. That's a real line in that movie, and he's the good guy. That's a weird time to watch movies. Uh, Staying Alive in 1983, that's his sequel to Saturday Night Fever. It's where it fell off. That's not true, though. Because Look Who's Talking, that's bad. Look Who's Talking, too bad. This is alternate. Yeah, but those were, like, somewhat successful. 94, though, he does Pulp Fiction. And, and that's, 90- what oh, like that. yeah. that's when he's back. He's back in 94, right? That's the comeback. Then he does Get Shorty in 95. All right. Phenomenon and Michael mm, in 1996. Getting
1: close. Getting
0: close. Broken Arrow. And then, here's an important one, 1996. Short film. Orientation a Scientology information film. Keep that in I mind.
2: Never saw, I never heard
0: of that. Yeah, it was just an orientation film for Scientology. So, 97, he's in Face Off. I love which that movie. Mm-hmm. Kevin and I, I did something it. that I like to do once in a while, which is uh, plow through a longer movie in like 40 minutes, just skip scenes to the best scenes. We watched most of Face Off. It's pretty hilarious. <laughs> it's a pretty entertaining film. Mm-hmm. Nicolas Cage is quite the actor. Um, all right, so this is where I would say, 1998, Primary Colors, which is the movie that was sort of mm-hmm. about him playing Bill Clinton. Yes, mm-hmm. that's kind of it for mm-hmm. him. In ninety nine, in yeah, two, those were all bombs. Everything you just said was a bomb. Well, because two thousand, he puts out Battlefield Earth, and then there's bomb not. To bombs. There's not really another movie that he's good in again. Like there's that's not true. one film that he's good in again. No. Battlefield Earth,
1: sort of. Not a good film. actor.
2: I was I he never good? Old movies. Movies. No. That's why his old movies were good because they're terrible acting in the seventies. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I guess. He's like a specific... Okay, so if, you're, if the movie that you're making is a meal that you're cooking, he's a specific spice that when deployed properly in measured amounts can be very effective for your overall meal, but he's not going to carry the dish. You can't put... When Travolta, when they put him in a really small role, doing something real specific, Pulp Fiction, some of these other things where he's pretty good in, he's good, but he can't be your guy because he's yeah. under the microscope for too long and you realize how weird he is. He's a weird and guy. And so you can't watch him for like two hours. He's a weird guy. And again,
0: for me, I'm so like morbidly fascinated by Scientology that anyone who's connected to the weird like Hollywood Scientology cult, I kinda like can't take seriously no. anyway. Like it's the same thing with Cruz, like no matter what movie Cruz is in now, no. I'm like, yeah, it's but too bad. <laughs> still take Cruz over Travolta,
1: right? Absolutely. Cruz is In a is movie, a... like you're going to see a movie. He's a bigger movie star. If like, you're, he's a you, more... Sam Fremelar, are going to see a movie. Which one of these two actors gets your goat more? Like, hey, there's a new Travolta movie, there's a new Cruise movie. Pick one, which one you want to go
0: see. Unless it's, like, Greece rebooted, I'm probably going to have to say Cruise. Because at the end of the day, like, there were a couple recently decent Tom Cruise movies. Like, the last last Mission Impossible movie... Not the mummy. That was a piece of shit. But he's got more coming. Top Guns coming like, out. What was that movie I where Top Gun Two's coming out like soon. Yeah. yeah, Top Gun Two, uh and then also yeah, his his filmography from the past is
1: better than Travolta's. He's true. been in a lot of nothing. Pulp fiction, right? He's got Saturday Night Fever, Pulp Fiction, Battlefield Earth. Those are his three Reese. movies, that's it. And Greece and I, yeah. liked Greece. I like Greece. Greece is a bit... Okay, I suppose could talk about so, anybody in Greece.
0: I would say 99 2000 is where it falls off. That's where it went wrong for Travolta at least after his surprising comeback thanks to Quentin Tarantino. Uh all right. That's it. Uh guys, it's been an exciting 3 years. Uh I... sorry we didn't do anything special for it. it seemed it seemed gratuitous to do something special for it. But uh mm-hmm. didn't want to do it. It was just too hot. It's too hot. Too hot. It's very hot. Uh follow Heather at HeatherWaz1 on Twitter. Uh, Follow Kevin, underscore Kevin Sullivan. Follow me, SFDoom. Or just follow the show at Udicast. We are at Udicast.com for all current and back episodes. Also, check out MadeInUdica.com. Let's talk about the fact that we're probably the most consistent post on Maiden Utica for the last three years. Like We're on there every week. Us versus Parkinson. Us versus Parkinson. (laughs) I can't Uh, believe it. Um... Shout out to everybody who's been on the show all our GFOPS over the last three years. Thank you for spending time and joining us and being so candid and open and having a good time with us. Shout out to uh, our good friends who've left us: Aaron Higgins, uh, Mara Avery Drayton. I don't mind. I didn't mean it to be sound like they were dead. They're alive. They just left the show. Um, that's it. Keep it tight. Sayonara, humanoids. Um, yeah, that's it. Woodstock lives. Uh, another three years. Or maybe we'll quit after this one. Who knows? I don't know. We'll be back next week, probably. Hot. It's hot. It's hot. very hot. Ben's on hot. Air. Never. <laughs>